What's up, booties? It's Nick Nobody Savage. Once again, I just have to say that I am sorry that this episode's coming out a little bit later, or a lot a bit later than anticipated. Uh, all I'm going to say is, you know, mental health is no joke. Um, you know, sometimes it is harder to get motivated to do things than others. And I really am trying to resurrect this podcast and make it something that I think people will really enjoy and uh, come to love and, you know, grow a community around. Um, which was always the goal initially with this podcast. Um, so I would like to apologize uh, and let you guys know that obviously the events that we promote for Cervix uh, during the episode have obviously passed. But you can follow them on Instagram at sir.vix.official. Uh, that is S-I-R.V-I-X and then official. Um, you can keep, they can keep you up to date on all of their upcoming shows for September uh, and onwards. Other than that, enjoy the episode. It's a really good one. It's one I'm pretty proud of. And I really think you're going to enjoy Sir Vix's uh, costume. Other than that, I don't want to give too much more away. So enjoy the episode. And you know what I'm going to say. Be careful out there. You never know. You may get dabbed to death. Hey all you voodoos and voodolls and all you vooties in between, it is Nick Nobody Savage and I am back with another special guest episode of Dab to Death. Joining me in the studio and in full and fantastic face is Sir Vix. Vix is a Sacramento local drag king and performance artist and I was actually super excited to hear that you wanted to be on this episode. <laughs> Uh, because I remember seeing you perform at the show with the Boulet brothers and it was totally awesome. <laughs> Don't worry, I cut my nipples off. Yeah. I mean, I was, but my next point is, I mean, someone watching someone cut their nipple off and feed it to someone in the audience tends to leave an impression. I mean, they were strawberry flavored. Why not? Eat them? <laughs> um, perhaps you can explain to our listeners since I feel like they might be a little confused. Exactly. How did you cut your nipples off? Oh, well, that's a, a little secret of the trade, but good <laughs> thing I am not good at keeping secrets. Um, well, uh, I remember when I was uh, I was hit up to be part of the Boulet Brothers show. It was such an honor to perform with the Scream Queens and with the Boulet Brothers. It was such a great show. Um, and I was like, well, I need to do something big. It's the Boulet Brothers. Like, you right. can't just like be like, man, I'm scary. <laughs> so I was, I thought about it and I have a background in special effects makeup that I started when I was like 12, 13. Um, I was really big into special effects makeup and costuming nice. when I was really little. Um, so uh, I'd gotten into, when I started special effects makeup, I would use, you know, tissue, whatever was at, at hand to make wounds. And I thought, what can you make a nipple out of? Um, because, oh, just a little bit of backstory. I am trans masculine and have had top surgery. So post top surgery, um, which is a double mastectomy, um, I elected not to have nipples. Um, cause I, I don't need them to get in the way of my future tattoos, to be honest. <laughs> I just, I nice, wanted a clean nice. slate for yeah. tattoos. <laughs> yeah. Um, and plus I like I like feeling like a little alien. It's, it's, it's fun. Um, <laughs> So I didn't have the nipple. I had a clean slate. Um, so I thought, what can I make a nipple out of that is edible and will hold most of its shape? 
And um, La- Strawberry Laffy Taffy was the first thing if that came If you were ever curious. <laughs> if you ever wanted to try it out. Yeah, you can actually you um, form taffy into the shape of a nipple by like pinching the middle. Um, and keep it cold. Put it on right before you go on stage. And then I used a real knife, which I showed the audience was real. But I used the real knife to just kind of peel the candy off my torso. Yeah. And then I had a blood packet in my glove with a tube going out my finger oh. so that as I held the nipple, I could squeeze the blood packet. Blood would go everywhere and I would just peel off the nice. candy. OK, so it was it was a great stage effect. Um, but then that was followed by staple gunning, which is not a stage effect. That is really staple gun yeah. going into my skin. Yeah. Um, which I do not recommend you do unless you do are, not try this at home. Do not yeah. do not try this at home um, <laughs> unless you are super into it and fully aware of uh, of how uh, of everything that goes into staple gunning and uh, make sure to clean up. Do your very, research very well. first. Every yeah. time I've done a staple gun number, it has been followed by alcohol wipes and a lot of cleaning procedures. Yeah. So yeah. it is. It's it looks a lot more chaotic on stage, but <laughs> it's it's done professionally. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, I had a, I can't remember the show it was, but it was like kind of like a freak show, side show kind of thing. I love freak shows. Um, That's my bread and butter. And there was this guy on there, and I can't for the life of me remember his name, but he did like, you know, he let people staple money to him, Mm -hmm. but he did all kinds of other crazy stuff. And then we actually, I actually ended up seeing him on, I think America's Got Talent. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so it was really cool to see him here in Sacramento and then to see him on America's Got Talent. Yeah, yeah. We've also had... um... We had a couple different like America's Got Talent. We had Oliver Graves. He's a yes, yes, I, yeah, um, I remember that. We've had a couple different people from Sacramento. I'm not. I'm, that's the only name I can remember because I, I, yeah. I remember his set and it was very <laughs> stood out. Um, but uh, yeah, we've had we've had, we have a lot of really good talent in Sacramento. Um, a lot of really underrepresented talent in Sacramento. That yeah. especially like in the alt and um, AFAB performers um, and just like. Just like alt and creature performers, we've got a lot there. Yeah, I know a lot of Sacramento yeah. drag looks like a lot of pageant queens, but we've got a lot more than <laughs> a lot right. more than pageant queens. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, actually, I uh, I had found the Sacramento News and Review article from 2019 that you were in, mm-hmm. and you know it talks about like you know the the history of the drag king scene specifically in Sacramento, mm-hmm. and then how it kind of just died off for a while. Yeah, um, um, interestingly enough, we've had a couple different iterations of drag king scenes in Sacramento. Sacramento. Yeah. Uh, most have died out, um, have like had a, a good five, six years and then die out due to just a lack of support. Um, yeah. There's there's still a lot of headway that needs to be made in, um, you know, AFAB and transmasculine and um, drag king representation. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some audience members that don't know what it is. There are some fellow performers that uh, will say things like, oh, I hire talent. I don't just hire diversity. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, we have talent. We have right. a lot of talent there. Exactly. It's just knowing how to look at it, how to value it, how to support it, and how to involve it. Yeah. So yeah, there's great talent in Sacramento. Yeah. But you've met you've met a lot of talented people in Sacramento, so you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's <laughs> honestly one of the, like my favorite places that I've lived. I like moved around a lot as a kid, and you know, mm-hmm. I was born in Southern California, and then we moved all around there, and then halfway through my freshman year, we moved up to Fairfield. Mm-hmm. And uh, so then I lived in Marin County for a while. Like I've been all around California, basically. Mm-hmm. But Sacramento. I was born and raised in Marin County. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Whereabouts? Um, uh, like right near uh, San Marin High School. 
Oh, okay. I went to San Marin for a year. Me too. I um, went to San Marin for yeah. all four years. No, I went for my senior year because that's mm-hmm. when we ended up moving there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was funny because I kind of messed around in school a lot. And like, mm-hmm. so a week or two before graduation, the counselor pulls me in and he's like, so I don't know how to tell you this, but um, you're not going to graduate with your class. <laughs> and I looked at him and I'm like, dude, I'm a senior with freshman level credits. Like if you had to go to college to figure out that I'm not going to graduate, then I'm wasting my time here. <laughs> <laughs> or like, excuse me, I, I figured that out a while ago. Right. This is news to you. Yeah, <laughs> you just figured this out two weeks before graduation. I knew this coming into my sophomore year. Like. <laughs> You're like, I was aware I wasn't going to graduate in middle school. Thank you. I, well, Have no, a good it's day. Actually, it's super Let me get back to my life. <laughs> it's super ironic, though, because like around that much continuity of education. Yeah. Is so well, weird. but it was weird because like all the way up until high school, I was like honor roll, gifted programs, gate student, all this crap. So neurodivergent and undiagnosed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then uh, going into my freshman year, I was supposed to be in like honors classes algebra 2 biotechnology 1 which like most high schools don't even offer you know and so like i was supposed to go on all these classes and honestly it kind of overloaded me and i just kind of like burned out and then we moved to fairfield halfway through the year and moving from southern california to northern california and like culture shock from this like quiet little you know town in in southern california to like fairfield which is kind of ghetto and little hyphy it's a little wild There's it's a, a little hyphy you know <laughs> let's just say it is much more developed yeah but i mean There's honestly i kind of a lot of things kinda, going on i kind of thrived there which yeah. is weird um not educationally obviously but uh, in other ways <laughs> socially yeah socially. so I, I thrived a lot educationally i did not thrive socially i don't think i thrived socially until like late college <laughs> Yeah. I was not a social person. I was like, let me go home and sew things and do makeup. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I found alcohol and weed in high school and I was like, I can be social. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I didn't find alcohol or weed till college. And the oh, first time I yeah. smoked weed, I punched two people. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> well, their faces just kept getting close to my face. <laughs> and like my peripheral vision went out and um, I like, punched in, my boyfriend my at the time and my ex-girlfriend oh, wow. in the chest twice each. <laughs> and that ex-girlfriend to this day still will not smoke weed because I, uh, I smoke weed now. It's fine. Right. I just, yeah. So, but it was also like the second time I'd ever drank alcohol and mm. they were like, drink this vodka. It'll help your throat because it hurts now. Yeah. I got crossfaded. It was a mess. I'm better now. Yeah. I'm an adult. <laughs> Don't see drinking an alcohol when you're kids and you aren't supported. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my just God. make sure you're mentally ready for it. I was not. Uh, I, was so I definitely not. was not. Mm-hmm. No. No. Yeah. Live, learn, grow up. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Eventually. Yeah, it might take longer for some people. <laughs> Myself I'm included. I'm still working on it. Yeah. <laughs> it, well, exactly. Like I'm turning 34 this year, and I'm just now starting to get my shit kind of together. You know, like considering where I was a few years ago, like homeless and doing all this other shit. Like I'm doing way better now. Oh, congrats. Yeah. Shit, yeah. Um, I get that. About five years ago, I was getting out of, or six years ago, I was getting out of the shittiest relationship and staying on couches. Yeah. And, like, make it i think part of you know 20s is going through that period of being like oh shit i need to be an adult now and then by the time you're in your 30s you look at people in their 20s and you're like oh god get your life together <laughs> like right. we were doing the exact same shit in our 20s right right i'm like where are your parents oh wait wait <laughs> Fuck, where were people my were, parents yeah people were saying that about me so like <laughs> oh, 
The young ones. Yeah. Identify. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Uh, so I'm going to intro some of the stuff I've got to dab on. Uh, I've got, it's all Paper yes. Plains brand products. Love that. Um, so I've got the Melon Tree Diamond Sauce. If the little come off. Oh, yeah. There we go. This was part of the uh, Lemon Tree Farms collaboration that we did. Um, and then I've got Pina Cured Resin Batter, Lemon Urkel Cured Resin Ooh. Batter, and Joker's 41 Live Resin Batter. I'm a sucker for good names, man. I'll let the motorcycle go by. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I have uh, little hookah hoses here. Since... Yes. Wouldn't want you to mess up your your face. Thank you, I appreciate uh, I that. Just yeah, there you go. All right. Uh, so, which would you like to try? Uh, let's try the Joker. That sounds the Joker. Fun. All right. I feel like I'm half painted like the Joker. Might as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Did I leave the carb cap downstairs? Possibly. You want me to go get it? Uh, I can grab it. I know where okay. it is. Got the carb cap. Uh, so you said the Joker? Yes, the Joker looked good. Actually, I think now that levels are good, I don't really need those on. Cool. <laughs> Sometimes, like wearing them for like multiple hours at a time, it's just like they press down, and you're like, you're just, As someone wearing yeah. horns, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why I didn't even like suggest the headphones. I was like, you got a lot I'm going like, I could, on. Yeah, but, but no, it's going to be back here. <laughs> they might be face paint on it later. <laughs> All right, try not to go a little too crazy for you. Oh, okay, that is, there we go. Slowly melting in there. I guess that wasn't on the glass the whole time. Come on, get off of the dab tool. There you go. It has my cicada. Just do a breathing treatment. <laughs> <laughs> it's remarkable how easy it is to smoke weed when you've had asthma as a kid. I actually like you, the the built-in square breathing is already there. <laughs> yeah, I had childhood asthma, like especially when I was super young. Um <laughs> and then I don't know, it just like kinda went away. Um, except this one time in high school. Uh, I was in band and I was a percussionist. So oh, yeah? You did yeah. drums? Yeah. Uh, I tried, I started out on saxophone in like fourth grade, but I just didn't have the lung capacity because childhood asthma. Uh, <laughs> so then I went to drums because number one, I can't read music, but I know when to hit something, you know? So like, and I just like, I like, I instantly loved it. And so I stuck with that all the way up until high school. And yeah. then, um, so I was in band and the teacher was like, they were doing some xylophone test and that involves reading notes. And so yeah. like I was in line to get to the test and like, as I got closer, I just started panicking. So I'm pretty sure it was like more of like a panic attack instead of an asthma attack, yeah. but it like triggered to where I just could not breathe. I had a few years back in elementary school that my asthma went into remission and I joined track and field. Yeah. Best couple years of my fucking life. I loved it. I loved running. Yeah. And I then one year, one year it just like, <gasps> Yeah. And then I couldn't do it again. Yeah. <laughs> it sucked. Yeah. Asthma's a bitch. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then, you know, because I've been a long time smoker too. Now I've done a lot of damage to my lungs. So yeah, that's, I went from, oh, I had childhood asthma to I'm going to be a pack a day smoker after high school. And like, it was so bad. I'm so glad uh, I don't smoke. Yeah. Cigarettes I've never anymore. smoked cigarettes, which lucky for me. Yeah. Um, but I have vaped before. <laughs> and I was like, that tastes like cookies. <laughs> right. But my mom also told me when I was very young that she had an allergy to marijuana and that she would die before finishing it. Uh, or not marijuana, to cigarettes. Uh, to cigarettes, and she would die before finishing a cigarette. So yeah. I was like, well, I'm not going to try that. <laughs> That's right. scary. I don't know if she's lying or, lying or telling the truth, but yeah. it worked. <laughs> right. Yeah, no. My uh, my mom tried to, to steer me clear of weed and all that, but she also is a prison guard. And before that, she was a substance abuse counselor at a women's prison. So it's kind of like, you know, what they say about like cops, kids, how they're yeah. always like the worst. I got my mom smoking weed on Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and my sister was so, so offended. Oh, and I God. was just like, maybe it's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> right. I still waited until I was like 19 to smoke just because I was like, me as I can't. And then I smoked it and then I punched people and waited like another <laughs> year and a half to smoke again. Oh, jeez. Since then, I've tried a lot of different shit, but yeah. weed is the only thing that is stuck. Nice. Alrighty, well, um, do you want to start talking about cults and conspiracy theories? Yeah, let's let's get Which into it. Which one do we want to start bit. with? Do you want to start with the cults? Uh, actually, I have it, I have it outlined a little bit. Love it, love an outline. Okay, let me just clear this out for you. All right, and I think I will swap, swap this out. out. Whoa. <laughs> that thing jumped right <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so i kind of have it a little bit outlined um and i guess i will start with this because it's while i'm dabbing and it gives you a good chance to talk um so it says now before we get into the topic for this week's episode which is that of russian cult leader sergey anatolyevich mm. torop known as viserion viserion you have a certain conspiracy theory that kind of ties in with Russia. Okay, Care to yes. share? Yes, I do. Um, okay, so a little background on me. My uh, mom's uh, father is her adoptive father, and his whole family is Russian. Um, so I have, like, this vague, this interest in Russian, like, culture. And as a queer trans person, that's awkward yeah. um so <laughs> i got i got kind of into like the the harmful effects of christianity uh the harmful effects of dictatorships mm. um because vladimir putin's been there for you know God, decades 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 um which kind of ties looked in the same the entire time dude right when you <laughs> own a whole fucking people i think you can own it one of them is going to be a pretty decent doctor or a yeah. pl or plastic yeah. surgeon <clears throat> but so I got really into like Russian culture and learning a lot about like Russian conspiracy theories. Um, and um, I don't know if people remember this, but a couple of years ago, oh, I have the article on my phone because I was like, let's save sources. That's smart. Um, there was um, this whole thing that hit the news about Havana syndrome. Do you remember that? Yes. Yes. So a bunch of different people were um, developing Havana syndrome, um, uh, which is basically 
an insanity triggered by a a weapon um uh so uh there we go um so havana syndrome um uh can be caused by among many other kinds of sonic and different kinds of waves microwaves um not like you know a microwave but like what microwaves use like the the actual waves um so there are you know obviously weapons that can emit certain um noises (laughs) certain frequencies that are not um that you can't hear with with your own ears certain men and women here in different frequencies certain um, age groups different age groups here certain we we can lose our our higher mm-hmm. um notes as we get older um so uh in the uh, i want to say like the 70s um russia started looking into sonic weaponry um and how to weaponize certain waves <laughs> in order to essentially destabilize agents destabilize people um they found that different frequencies different chemicals can trigger rage insanity um you know lack of ability to recall certain memories all those things um so with all of that um they they started developing weapons that could emit certain frequencies that would destabilize people in the field um that uh those waves and those different frequencies can trigger what is called havana syndrome which is an an instability um, a mental instability in a person um that is triggered by an external force that is not um in a person that doesn't have like a a history of that behavior right um no family history no anything like that and all of a sudden just exactly yeah just all of a sudden they snap and people don't know why um now um that that I do want to take it aside and say that none of this is discounting mental health. I do really believe um, in therapy and medication. I was on antidepressants for like five years and it was super helpful for me. Um, I I encourage anyone to get mental help if they you know feel themselves fraying or if they feel just lacks not support. They just need someone to talk to. I yeah. really encourage that. Um, that being said, um, there you know there is a functioning psychiatric theory that is mental health is a combination of nature and nurture. We have genes that are in our uh, body that can be turned on by environmental factors. Um, It's a working theory active in psychiatry and therapy. Um, Environmental factors is kind of what I'm looking at. Um, Russia, their main exports are mined materials. Mm. Um, A lot of that is gas. Russia is a huge gas export. That's a big reason that we weren't able to you know, be super aggressive with them because we need gas and people right. get mad when gas prices rise and no president wants to be in charge of that. Yeah. Um, so it's either the Middle East or Russia, which not great. Um, uh, <laughs> Both of those don't tend to end well. Not the best options. <laughs> and um, not the best track records. <laughs> super not great. Um, so, uh, so if I was a country that had a president with a... Um, who has been around since the Cold War, mind you. Vladimir Putin was only in his 40s during the Cold War. So that is a country with a longer memory. How old is he? I don't remember, but I looked it up. He was in his 40s. So I think it's like 70 or 80 or some shit. I don't know. But um, 
so he's alive. He was active. He has memory of that. America has a short memory because we change our president every four years. Mm-hmm. We move on real fast. Right. Russia does not move on fast. They have the same leader since like 70. He's exactly 70, he is 70 now because the Cold War was about what, 30 years ago more. So he was like, yeah. what, maybe in his 30s during the Cold War. Either way, he was, you know, a young man. He wasn't like a child. Yeah. So he has memory of all of this. He's not exactly going to let shit go like America let let shit go because we forgot because we don't have a person that was even around or involved in government during that time. Yeah, none of them. Like, exactly. <laughs> not a long life man. So if I was a country. Oh, Bernie's been around forever. <laughs> <laughs> Bernie is old as time and I wish he was there. But he maybe he uh, would have remembered. But. Right. So if I was a country that had issues with America, so mm-hmm. to speak, which I mean, I totally understand why people have issues with America. I'm not I'm nowhere close to a patriot. Oh, God. No. Um, and I wanted to destabilize a populace and I wanted to destabilize the government. What's easier, a big directed strike or the fact that I can mine minerals and people walk around with their phones every day and at all these phones get replaced every couple of years and thus need rare minerals that need mm. to be mined to make mm-hmm. chips, to make all this shit. And I spent the 70s developing sonic weaponry to slowly destabilize people's brains. And in the past few fucking years, everyone's losing their goddamn minds. I'm not saying mental health is not real. It definitely oh, no, no, is. It definitely I'm is, saying that- but... I'm saying I'm not entirely sure that Russia doesn't have like some ability to put shit into phones, chemicals. I don't fucking know. They export gas. It could be in the fucking gas. It drives people fucking insane. Um, So part of me thinks Russia is driving people insane. But I'm only mildly invested in this. (laughs) I just think about it really often. And I'm like... Man, people hear different frequencies, yeah. and there has been a huge rise in anxiety, depression, yeah. well, mental health yeah, crises in I America. Have, yeah, to and the a lot of the scientific notes on here about like it can make you feel fear, anxiety, mm-hmm. like exactly, and to the point know, where unease psych- in general. Psychiatrists and therapists to this fucking day are like, "What's with the huge rise? Maybe yeah. it's like environmental, socioeconomic factors." But I'm like, "Bro, what if there's literal weaponry?" Because Russia's never been able to have a direct war with America. No. It's always been valence wars through other people. Yeah. Um, Russia really is big on exporting minerals and chemicals directly to China. And where do we get all of our phones? China. So if I had a sonic weapon that I wanted to put in the hands of everyone in a nation that I wanted to destabilize, I would pick mine that up, emitted a <laughs> sound that emitted a sound and needed to stay charged and was regularly mm-hmm. used to the point where the people of that nation would riot if they were taken away. What would is, I do with that? That is definitely a very, very sound logic. Right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Huh. So yeah, think about that. Yeah. That's that's my personal conspiracy theory about Russia. Alright. And so. Oh, I think I moved it. There we go. <laughs> so yeah, that's my that's my little private personal Russian conspiracy theory right. that I've been developing over the last like <laughs> four years. Nice. <laughs> well, there is definitely some scientific backing to this theory, as sound waves can affect people in different ways. Some studies have shown that at high intensities, infrasonic sounds can have extra oral bio effects, including nausea, headaches, and dizziness. 
And, of course, there's the famed brown note. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> for the those of us. Of shit I would have caused in high school. <laughs> for those of Unintended. us who remember it from South Park. <laughs> uh, which is a note that supposedly makes a person void their bowels after being exposed to it for a long enough time. Mm-hmm. Though several tests, including an episode of Mythbusters, have proven that the most the sound can cause is nausea and discomfort. Dude, but imagine if that were true. If, the, if it could actually make you shit yourself. Especially like they did it in the episode where it was like they all played it on like the recorders or whatever <laughs> at the same on, time. And it was like on camera. Yeah, and, and it was like the broadcast. whole like country did it or whatever. Yeah. Um. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, like I was um speaking of like random sources. So I was looking up stuff and I found Oh, it's from The Guardian. I wish it wasn't from The Guardian. <laughs> but it was talking about, like, microwave weapons and Havana Syndrome and shit. Oh. And how it was, like, triggering that and all that shit. And how China was involved in, like, developing portable transmitters. So, like, oh, it's wow. a thing. Wait, prototype in 2004. Right? I told you! <sighs> is is that when cell phones really started, went, like... No, 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 no. I'm not saying it started with cell phones. No, I'm just saying, I'm like, saying isn't like, that when cell phones really also started being, like, a big thing, though? Like, well, and, like, we have two-year plans that we need to renew. Yeah. People, and I'm like, mm. I'm not saying, like, our government's in on it, but I wouldn't put it past I mean, them. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ooh, codename to like, Medusa. But, like, Russia and America yeah, have been having nice. valence wars for quite a while. And in addition to that, Russia developed this, like, supersonic missile that can go like 27 times the speed of sound oh and i'm like okay that's if you're not measuring... concerning at all yeah i'm like if you're measuring things by the speed of sound are you sound focused like how much i'm like really into sonic shit because like sound can you ever heard like just like a really high-pitched noise that drives you fucking insane yeah imagine if you couldn't hear it and you were still getting driven fucking insane and you didn't know why because it was just out of your range oh, of hearing. Yeah. It was just enough to just grate you. Yeah. And now we have people fucking snapping at everybody for no goddamn fucking Karens yeah. trashing fucking displays because right. they're told they can't, they don't have that size in something. I'm yeah. like, I'm not saying that like white people haven't always been massively <laughs> entitled as no, a fully painted no. white person right now. <laughs> I'm like, I'm part Hispanic, but I'm very white too. Um, like, I'm not saying white entitlement doesn't exist. It very much does. But like, I feel like there was a certain level mm. of tolerance of, oh, that's not available. I guess I'll try later. Yeah. Back when I was younger, like pre-2004, um, like middle school level, not even high school level. That's I feel like when people, that might be me. <laughs> when high school's when it went wrong, guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so so I'm just like. If they're developing sonic weaponry, if they're developing missiles that can go 27 times the speed of sound, if they're working with China to develop portable microwaves that can, like, literally cause Havana syndrome that, like, makes people go insane, why wouldn't they use it on a larger populace of a country that they're against? Yeah. Especially if you're a leader like Putin, who literally, like, encourages lynch mobs against gay people and he's like a fucking scorched earth will kill his own people just to fuck with you harder. Yeah. Why would he go, oh, no, that's too far? No, he wouldn't. So if it's available yeah. and it's there and we have evidence that it's already in use, why wouldn't it be used in a broader scale? And wouldn't our government have a vested interest in not telling us about that because it would trigger more hysteria and more paranoia and more anxiety and more stress? Or people could even use that to excuse their own crimes mm-hmm. and go, well, it's not me. It's the Havana syndrome. Right. It's not my fault. Right. 
The Russians so, made me do it. It's the Russians that made <laughs> me do it. So like vested oh, interest yeah. in it not being yeah. public, right? Yeah. So huh. yeah, I'm not big on a lot of conspiracy theories because a lot come back to like anti-Semitism and like homophobia and like just but that one is like russia being shady i stand by it yeah. <laughs> as as with family members that are russian they will literally talk shit to each other's faces and not feel bad about it i'm like I cold mean, as hell uh, i was gonna say anywhere that Drinking you live that's that cold you have to fucking be a hard motherfucker yeah you and, gotta, like, and like and the, the culture around russia in your blood, has developed you know? <laughs> to be like a strength which yeah Honestly, the culture in Russia is crazy, and that might be a great segue. I actually have a, a decent amount of listeners in Russia. Apparently. Oh, yeah? yeah? Well, I did a... I did well, I'm a... sorry. I'm going to talk <laughs> a lot of shit. Uh, I did uh... an episode on Anatoly Moskvin. He was the guy that oh, would yeah? dig up bodies and, like, preserve them into dolls and, like, keep them in his house. Um, so, yeah. I should do. Yeah. I mean, why not? You know? I mean, he, Tuesdays. He, well, you he, know. he thought of them as his children because he had always wanted kids. Dude, there was a lady yeah. in South America that has, like, these, like human realistic dolls but they're zombies and she's oh, like shit. they're all my my polyamorous lovers oh god but they're children and zombies and dolls all right that's... i mean what's what else is gonna happen when you get like <laughs> bacon that's you've got enough electricity running through to have like a sentient human experience that's all a human brain is some of them are gonna be weird <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, fair we're point. all yeah. Fair point. We're just we're just electrical bacon. Electrical bacon. I love that. That's our brains. We're That's a good bacon. band name, right? Electrical, electrical bacon. bacon. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that would be Kevin Bacon's band name. Yeah, I could see that. Electrical bacon. Yeah, and it would be like a very techno band. <laughs> <laughs> or like one of those like bacon. jam bands that just never really ends a song and just it's, keeps playing for forty five minutes. Jam dad band. Oh god, no. <laughs> What have we created? Oh, terrible. <laughs> Kevin Bacon, don't listen. Don't do it. Uh, it's a bad yeah, idea. Kevin Bacon, if you're listening, don't do it. It's a bad idea. I discourage you. Uh, do it. <laughs> <laughs> the devil's telling you to do it. I mean. <laughs> I didn't say that. I said that. Do it. <laughs> uh, all right. So as we mentioned, other studies have suggested that infrasound may cause feelings of awe or fear in humans. It has also been suggested that since it is not consciously perceived, it may make people feel vaguely that odd or supernatural events are taking place. Um, there was actually this one guy who did a whole study because like he was working at some warehouse or something or someplace and there was like he saw what he thought was a ghost. And then like he did a bunch of research and he found out that one of the machines there was emitting this sound, this frequency. Mm -hmm. And so then he was like, well, what if these frequencies can cause people to perceive ghosts or like yeah. see supernatural I events? I like the double natured, like the scientific perspective and the supernatural perspective of yes. the same thing. Because the scientific perspective says you're exposed to a sound wave that is destabilizing your ability to perceive your environment. And the metaphysical explanation is, no, I'm exposed to a sound wave that is increasing my ability to perceive my physical environment. Exactly. Or my and metaphysical environment. Metaphysical environment. So now I can yeah. perceive things that are there. That you that would not should, normally that see. That I couldn't normally. So it's just, it all, it comes back yeah. to belief. That's Even like, with have all you, the scientific info, still back to belief. Have you seen the thing, like the videos of people that have Teslas and go into cemeteries? And because your Tesla shows you if like people are around your car, right? Like if you're like yeah. parked or like driving on a street, it shows like people like, you know, like that are. So if you go into a cemetery and you park your Tesla and turn that feature on, 
it just starts showing people everywhere, even though there's nobody around your car. That's so crazy. Yeah. So it's oh like the, the, the waves, like the, the, the frequency what? waves that your Tesla sends out is able to perceive what is possibly ghosts. Bro, that's so cool. Yeah. Oh my God. So I would want a Tesla just for that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like crazy into like a cult and I mean, not like crazy into it. I'm like, I know a lot of people that are more into it than I am, but I'm, I'm interested in like a cult and cult and like religious studies because I grew up very agnostic because I was exposed to so many religions. I was like, these all feel like stories and I would like mm -hmm. evidence. Yeah. So I, I chase. Prove it. Yeah. Except <laughs> fucking prove it. Yeah. Not up or shut up. Like, <laughs> <Yes>. Ghosts. <laughs> Not up or shut up, ghost. <laughs> Come, Come on. on, fight me. Where you at? No, okay, so. It's like Zach Bagan. Side story, like I recently toured a him. murder house. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, so I'll, yeah. I, and I went into it with the same gusto. Mm -hmm. um, because like, um, so a year ago in South Sacramento, there was this terrible tragedy um, that I was not aware of until after I toured the murder house. I wasn't house. aware of until you um, told me about it. Right? So. Where this, this man had been married to this woman for decades. They were in their, I think, 60s. And he had like a mental breakdown of some sort. I'm not sure what he was triggered by, but he... Um, Russian sound waves. Russian sound waves. It was the Russians. Um, <laughs> he shot his wife and then called the cops to try to be like, hey, I shot her. And she's still alive. You should come and like try to save her before I like actually kill her. And by the time they got there, he had shot her another five times and, you know, off himself. Um, my wife and I were touring houses, just looking for a place to live, guys. Just trying to be people. Having a cute little queer house. Be first time homeowners. And we're like, hey, there's this house. It's all boarded up. It's relatively cheap. Let's check it out. We've gotten lucky. And I walk in and the vibes, y'all, like the vibes, y'all, they were wrong. <laughs> I, I walked in and I was like, this is a murder house. I didn't stop. Cause I'm definitely like, I'm not a girl, but like I was the white girl in the horror movie. I was like, let's look at it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I ran in, I didn't drop my keys, but What's I ran in. Noise? I'm, I'm going like, to go check what it is out. It? Does someone need right help? <laughs> Hello? Is someone here? Let me make noise and alert everyone where I am. Damn it. Anyway, um, so I go in and I was like, windows are boarded up. It already is kind of spooky in here, no matter how many lights you turn on. We turn on lights. There's almost no overhead lights. It's all lamps plugged in. Okay. And none of the lamps are plugged in. Okay. So we have to find them and plug them in. And the security alarm goes off because no one mentioned <laughs> that there was a security alarm. House. Bro, it was. So... We're like plugging shit in. <laughs> I go to the hallway and turn on the light, which is actually connected to a, a bulb and one lone bulb at the end yeah. of like a hallway that had to be at least like three yards long yeah. turns on and emits this orangey yellow yeah. dull light. I'm pretty sure is... I've seen this movie. Right? <laughs> and I run down. I'm like, this is amazing. Let me look at it. <laughs> no fear. Um, Cause again, agnostic, I'm looking for evidence. Not ever yeah. shut up. Yeah. Um, and I walk into the master bedroom and there's like worn paths in the carpet where you can see like underneath the carpet. Yeah. And it's like this like kind of dingy shag. And then I go into the bathroom and it's just like, like, you know, a murderer took a shit in that room. 
Like I, I can't, I can't describe it better than that. I was like a murderer pooped here. This is where a murderer spent his time thinking about his eventual murders. Plotting them out while he's plotting, plotting them, them out. out. <laughs> literally, literally. Oh, and God. I was like, like, it's vaguely dirty. There's one of those little slidey compartments underneath oh, the mirror. No. That's vaguely dirty where it looked like you would keep severed fingers or some shit. I'm like, bro, murderer poop house. Like, so I'm walking through just making jokes about murder house, asking how bad would it be if we did a haunted house that Halloween? Like, I'm like, is that in bad taste? And as we're walking out, the neighbor comes out and it's like, oh, so you didn't hear? And she tells us the whole story about how she had walked in and yelled at the guy for yelling at her daughter. And that was like a week before he killed his wife and how terrible. And the dude's name was Stan. And I was like, bruh, fucking Stan. Dear Slim. Right? Dude, my thoughts, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, why is Stan the crazy motherfucker name? Like, uh, uh, no shit on South Park. But oh, I feel like Stan's fuck. not going to grow up to be a healthily adjusted individual. None of He's them already are. drinking. None of them are, um, so, um, so, yeah. So we went on a tour of this fucking murder house and then heard the story after we left. And all I wanted to do was buy the house. Like, I wanted the house. I'm like, let me move into the murder house. <laughs> I have friends with Ouija boards and I have friends with Sage. Let's fuck it up. I am so interested. Fuck around and find out. Exactly. No, and I didn't. The only thing is, oh, wait, we also went into the garage and there was this collection of like baby dolls that were vaguely dirty. Oh, no. It was great. One of the kids that we had brought with us, because we brought children, as you do to a murder house. (laughs) To a murder house, of course. We thought we were just touring houses. Um, They were just going to be bored at home. Um, and they were like, can we keep one of these dolls? And we're like, don't take one of the dolls from the murder house. No, you definitely don't take the doll from the murder yeah, house. Yeah, and, and- That's how you get ghosts in your dude, house. Dude, okay, I kind of wanted to let them. But then the neighbor was like, oh no, they're going to come back and pick it up. And I was like, sure they are, lady. Sure they are. Who's going to come back and pick it up? The ghosts. <laughs> or the Russians. Ah, yes. <laughs> but yeah, so I went on a tour of that murder house. And it is- I want it so bad. You have no idea how bad I want to start a TikTok channel of flipping murder houses. <laughs> That's genius. Actually. Like, yeah. you got to have a better name for it. Yeah, like, no, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Just something about house flipping murder houses. Be like, and this is where she died. And it's a terrible thing. But the huh. cabinets are still functional. From so. murders to mansions. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um. Hmm. something that I, i've like always that. i've always prided myself on the having a brain for like marketing and right like, i mean i came up with my own drag name i was really i mean kind of with help with from someone else but i come up with a lot of drag names i've named half my kids <laughs> and all of them are puns nice. there's like wayne kerr um <laughs> justin timber snake oh chico God. sticks yes so that was his name he, he came up with that there's a lot of fun names out there um, I, I did name a king across the country because I posted like free drag name Craig's List. Oh my god. Um, and they were like, Can I take it? I'm like, yours. And then <laughs> someone else wanted uh Neopets. Oh my god. <laughs> Deep I remember cuts. that. Oh my god. So apparently, actually, I just saw some random ass my phone's always giving me these like random ass article recommendations, and I'm like, where are you getting this idea that I actually like this shit from? But one of them was about Neopets. And apparently, like 
I don't know. I guess the the company got bought by some other company, and they're like revamping the whole thing and trying to make it a thing again. And like the <laughs> resurgence, <laughs> the resurgence of Neopets. And I'm like, oh god. I mean, I'm not gonna say they they can't do it. They could do, they could totally do it. I mean, um, there is a lot of like '90s nostalgia yeah, coming I was just back now. That. Like, yeah. there's a lot of people that are trying to relive yeah. some shit. I mean, I've been stuck in the '90s the entire time. Right, so. the music scene <laughs> has not developed. So, I'd say early 2000s. Early 2000s definitely <laughs> had the better music. Yeah, they did. Yeah, like all the emo scene kids. '90s kind of like, like laid the groundwork. Yeah, weird little accent. Yeah. yeah. Pop punk accents are weird. <laughs> I don't know where it comes from, but it's weird. Right. And then they start talking and they have no accent whatsoever. Yeah. But when they're singing, they do. And then when they're singing, it's the opposite it's like of Ozzy. Weird. It's like you right? can understand every word he's saying when he's singing, but then the second he stops, he's like, oh, yes, yeah, it was awesome English. Sharon! Movie. Sharon! <laughs> yeah. Every fucking time. Yeah. Oh. <sighs> but yeah. <sighs> Uh, where were we? <laughs> um, we had just wrapped up talking about my personal conspiracy theory. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And then we mentioned um, the ghost the murder house. Yes, and then the murder house. fun because ghosts. Yes. Um, but yeah, so I think, like, I mean, that has nothing to do with Russia. That's just a weird house <laughs> I looked at. <laughs> Unless he went crazy because... Because of the Russians. The yeah. Russians. If I'm, I'm going to blame the Russian cell phones. Sorry, Russians. <laughs> Sorry, Russia. I mean, I love you, but I don't. Yeah, you know, <laughs> there's, there's, you there's like a little bit people. of bad blood right now because of the whole Ukraine thing. Well, so. and also if you liked gay people more, maybe I'd yeah. like you more. Just, I'm, put I'm a, a rainbow up somewhere. Right? Like... Just put a flag up and don't like... <laughs> kill people or something just the little things (laughs) but um uh you know a lot of the the russian oppression and shit does go back to like religious reform i mean everything ends up going back Back to to religion religion bullshit yeah but like so there was like a massive religious reform that was done um i mean there, there have been a couple religious reforms done throughout russia where they've tried to like oppress even different sects of christianity so like think like england where they were like you're protestant not catholic fuck yeah um russia's still there Mm. um where so like different so different sects of christianity have actually been developed in russia um like a lot of them um (coughs) gets back to like kind of the main one which i have to look up how it's spelled um so even like pre-visarian so, like, I know this episode's about Vizarian, but, like, we gotta lay some groundwork before right. we get to Vizarian. Um, so, um, pre-Vizarian, there was a group called the Skopsy. Um, and I'm probably not pronouncing that right. S-K-O-P-T-S-Y, Skopsy. It's the plural of Skop- Skopet, Skopet, which means eunuch, or castrate, means castrate. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that was, like, a sect of the, like, spiritual Christianity movement in Russia. Um, so there was like this whole like spiritual Christianity where they like got really into like this like Christian spirituality, really hardcore. Um, and this sect developed that believed that like the original mark of Cain, so the original like first sin, um, even though I know first sin was Eve, but they were also connecting it to like the killing of the brother, like mm-hmm. those original sins, yeah. um, were that the mark of Cain was having genitalia at all. 
Um, so like, you know, within Mormon So basically religions. they wanted everybody to be a Barbie and a Ken doll. Kinda, yeah. Like, like Barbie and Greta Gerwig, incorrect, let's have fun. You know? no, hashtag no genitals. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ken can have all the genitals. <laughs> um, so, uh, so they like, um, they believed that having genitals at all were like the mark of original sin and removing those things, which were also things that like when Adam and Eve were cast out of the garden, that was like uh, how they like, sh- they understood their shame was seeing their genitals. So mm-hmm. those are like marks of original sin. So the only way to clear yourself of original sin is to um, uh, castrate. Mm. Uh, so there's what's called a first seal and a second seal. Uh, the first seal involved the removal of testicles. Um, yeah. Yeah. We're just going to rip that bandaid off. Right. Um, and, <laughs> and the second seal was full emasculation. Um, there was also a version for female assigned people, which was removal of nipples and or breast, um, depending on, you know, level of seal um, and um, uh, female castration as well, which was removal of labia minora and clitoris. Um so there, there are a lot of different religious sects around the world that practice castration. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a fan. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not, I'm not super a fan of um, uh, uh, what we do to babies here. Oh, circumcision. Uh, circumcision. That I was like, not castration. The yeah. other one, the other <laughs> c word. Not a huge fan of circumcision. I it's think a little just snippy, snippy. Teach your yeah. kids to clean their dicks, man. It's not that hard. We don't need to mutilate babies because you don't want to <laughs> do your job. Like they're, mm. you're eliminating like three or four different parts of the penis that are like kind of necessary. Ugh. So that's a whole other episode. <laughs> I have like, I, I need to guest on a sex positive podcast in the same costume. Oh my God, <laughs> yeah. Showing up as Satan being like, so this is why we need fully intact people <laughs> and please use condoms. <laughs> and well, like, that's, that's... practice consent and test. I mean, um, honestly, it wouldn't be that far off because that's why i have my satanic temple membership right? certificate oh my here. god i pissed um, off one of my well, co-workers talking after, about the satanic temple after the whole uh abortion thing and like then you know we found out that the satanic temple was actively fighting against it and like declared made it, it a religious yeah, de- practice. declared it a religious practice and yes. so as soon as we heard that we're like fuck that we're signing up love that well and a lot of people uh miss it let me tell you about the joys of the satanic temple. Um, <laughs> let me preach. The more you know. <laughs> um, I was raised Catholic. And let me tell you how Satan has helped me. Um, uh, but um, no, the satanic temple, um, there's there's Luciferianism and then there's mm-hmm. the satanic temple. Luciferianism mm-hmm. is like a Satan focused religion. Um, there, there, There's a lot more nuance to it, but that's as far as I'm going to get into it. Um, the satanic temple is largely an ad- a religious advocacy group or an mm-hmm. anti-religious advocacy group so like and religious very freedom. politically involved yeah very politically yes. involved whenever re- religion is being used to justify something they kind of jump in and go well my religion says the opposite freedom of religion stop oppressing or it's like yours. oh so it's religions great. can do this cool then we're gonna do this and then everybody goes well you guys can't do this and, and it's like oh like, so why not yeah so it's like they, they remind me of like a modern day jester that that does the absurd in order to call attention to the absurd that already exists. Yeah. So I love the Satanic Temple. Not you know I'm not going to say that I know everything about them and everyone's huh. great, but the the general politics and social activism behind the Satanic yeah. Temple love it to pieces, and I like yeah. being Satan. <laughs> um, uh, and you know that leads to like 
there are a lot of harmful detrimental effects of christianity socially i'm not the first person to say that we know that we have transphobia homophobia racism fucking mormonism thinks the mark of cain is just being black and like (sighs) that so there's a lot of fucked up religious problematic bullshit and I mean, um, it like it literally has gone centuries and centuries and centuries. Like the the fucking uh, what was it the the Crusades and like all yeah. of like there's holy wars and all of these wars mm-hmm. have been fought in the name of God and, and like how many all people of these... Satan killed like maybe like two or three maybe right, maybe and even then it was kind of their fault. <laughs> <laughs> they had it coming. They did. They had it coming. <laughs> oh my god! Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, like in you know. The, the harm that Christianity does even goes back to what I was talking to with the Scopsy people who were like, mm-hmm. you know, and I totally recognize the irony as a trans person who has chopped their titties off saying that like, oh my God, they're chopping titties off. Um, but there's a difference between doing a surgery because yeah. you want to do it for euphoria and feeling safe in your body versus, somebody versus someone is saying you, you, are, you have to do it. You are a sin and going to hell yeah. unless you mutilate your body unless you cut off parts that you feel attached to because those parts of you are evil i didn't cut off my chest because i thought it was evil it fucked up my back (laughs) (laughs) and also it is so much easier to be a chick with no titties than a boy with titties so just like functionally i'd rather not wear my binder all the time i like big old ones no thanks (laughs) um but like so so the scopsy formed as part of this like spiritual like christianity movement in russia um, and castration was big. It started, look at my notes because I have notes. Um, it started in like the late 18th century. Its peak popularity was the early 20th century and small groups have persevered in the 21st century. Oh. So this isn't like an ancient thing. This is relatively recent. Mm-hmm. Um, and the government did try to, uh, you know, cut it out, which I, I understand why you would want to. Okay, that's terrible. Cut it out. It's probably not great for cash oh, rates. Yeah. Um, the government oh, did... God, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> ha, the government tried mm. to put a stop to the shenanigans. Yeah. Um, they they try but the way they tried to intercept was unfortunately super homophobic. They would take the male castrates and dress them in women's clothing and mm. fools' caps and parade them through town and mm. shame them. Which unfortunately is just gonna reinforce the indoctrination, saying the people with the genitals are clearly genital obsessed. And are going to hurt you and parade you through town, much mm-hmm. like Jesus was paraded through town before the crucifixion. Yeah. It's only going to reinforce the cult behaviors. Like the best thing for like reaching out to people in cults is to reach out to them with education, not shame. Um, <clears throat> I'm, I feel like I'm like an after school special right now, but um, <laughs> well, but yeah, like they do have an after school program, after school I- <laughs> club. Um, but yeah, so. Um, so I swear them, this episode is not sponsored by the it's Satanic so Temple. It's so not, but I am Satan. And if <laughs> someone's going to make me a temple, thank you. <laughs> um, but um, but yeah, like, so at their height, they add up to like a million members. Um, oh, mm-hmm. uh, and they called themselves like the White Doves because they thought they were like pure and clean mm. and like free of sin. So, um, so that's like kind of laying the groundwork for what Viserion stepped into. Yeah, we already had a a country rife with homophobia, rife with religious propaganda, rife with religious cults, mm-hmm. people that were you know willing to castrate and go to very large extremes, you know, up to a million people in yeah. Russia. I don't know their population right now, but like that's still a it's lot probably of fucking a pretty big people. population. That's but a million people willing to like castrate yeah. to like be yeah, part of that's insane because like I think 
Viserion and like the Church of the Last Testament only got up to like ten thousand in like their height, right? Yeah, and this so, had like, like ten thousand people, people is like a lot of people, but a million people. Yeah, and that part are all of this castration like... ceremony, they would even like not use anesthesia. Oh, they would just have people no. around them chanting "Christ is risen" while they like cut off, while elders, not even like surgeons, they were like oh. elders in the community. Trigger warning. <laughs> hey, Doug, come here. It's your turn. <laughs> come here, baby. It's he's your like turn. He's like sharpening his church. knife and he's like, all right, I'll be over in a second. The Lord wants it for you. Oh, God. It'd have to be in a Russian accent, though. The Lord oh, yeah. wants it for you. <laughs> Vlad, it's your turn. Oh, yeah, yeah. It wouldn't be Doug. My bad. It'd be Vlad. <laughs> oh, um, but yeah, so like the founder was like, you know, exiled and arrested a whole bunch of different times. They did like a bunch of like issues. Most of them disappeared by the 1970s, yeah. which is probably good. But like there's 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 evidence that there are still some practicing like modern. Hmm. So so that's like the the country that Viserion is coming into. Yeah. Yeah. So when we when we want to think about cults, we don't want to think about them as like, oh, they arose out of a uh, normal suburban no, white yeah, cis no. ideology. No, of they come out anywhere. of of well, uh, largely out of uh, populations that are really looking for help, that are looking for an answer to anything that will help their their suffering. Yeah. So when you're in a place like Russia, a country that has practiced scorched earth politics, yeah. and it withdrawing massive amounts of wealth from their people, from their land, without a lot of like care for the people and i fully acknowledge the irony being an american saying all these things agreed um so uh like living in that place and being you know freezing and not being able to eat half the time like there's there's certain communities that feel the need toward cults which is also why certain cults have you know succeeded in america because we have a lot of communities looking for help and an answer and anything i mean that's what jim jones did is he took Mm -hmm. advantage of like marginalized communities and went in and was like oh i'm here to help you and Mm -hmm. like do so much good for your community Mm -hmm. but then give me all of your money sign your life over to me and then let's go drink some kool-aid yeah actually flavor aid my bad flavor aid let's be did that episode (laughs) Uh. but yeah so like like the the answer to most cult situations is education and compassion Mm -hmm. and the answer to most cult situations that's actually happened is like criminalization and force yeah which is not super helpful um but you know when when violence is happening there's sometimes it escalates to a point where you don't know what to do. Yeah. Um, I have to pee again. Yeah, me too. Cool. All right, we're going to take a little break. We'll be right back. Thanks. <laughs> Go. All right. So the Lemon Urkel. Yes. We have returned, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that brief intermission. Yes. So brief. No so, one will so ever brief. know. <laughs> Coming back and re-dabbing. Right. Yeah, so I figure before we get into the Viserion, into our main topic. Yeah, this this guy is uh interesting. Anybody that like claims to be the second coming of Jesus or any kind <laughs> of like religious, like I am the prophet of this, and it's just like, okay, buddy, you're <laughs> a cult leader. It's like, okay, not only are you 
like a cult leader like abusing people's trust you were also kind of basic not super creative <laughs> right like like you had to go with a previously established like uh hierarchy you can think of your own thing right one well, it's like Elron fucking Hubbard fucking Nibiru thing was a bit interesting, but yeah, Elron Hubbard came up with an entire fucking relate religion where it was like yeah, alien spirits and fucking, and fucking and yeah, Zenu and fucking Thetans and shit. Like yeah. he came up with the whole fucking infrastructure and shit. It's like, bro, come on, get creative. Don't just be like, I am the second coming of Jesus Christ. Technically, according to how many people have claimed to be the second coming of Jesus Christ, you're more like the 52nd coming of Jesus Christ. Fucking right. You know, that guy just keeps coming all over the place. Left and right. <laughs> and they say Satan's the disturbed one. <laughs> honestly, left and right. honestly, if you think about it, Jesus is just a guy with daddy issues. Like serious fucking daddy issues. Motherfucker is trying to prove that he's a better person than everyone else to his daddy. While Satan loves you for who you are, kids. Right. <laughs> you know. The greatest I'm going to do a show with Satan where I'm going to use a song called Daddy Issues by the neighborhood. <laughs> oh my god. There's a part during the song where um, as Satan, I'm just going to go up to a random audience member. It's like, and baby girl, if, if you were my little girl, you know what? You know, I'd do whatever I could do. I'd run away and hide with you. I know that you've got daddy issues. I do too. Oh, shit. <laughs> As fucking Satan. That's my oh, shit. shit. Yes. The poetic, the poetry of it is lovely. Oh my God, yes. And then I'm going to be gay Satan. It's going to be great. <laughs> and I'm opening up the show as Jesus while making out with the Judas. It's going to be the blasphemy alone is kind of what I live for. Oh my God. I. And this is at a time that I was protested last month, so... <laughs> I mean, look my taint. This is going to be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it can only go up. I'm more. not shy. No. But uh, I've always kind of thought about, like, what if you opened up a pizza place called Cheese's Christ? And... Or, like, a Mexican place called Cheese and Rice. Right. But, like, <laughs> I've always thought about, like, because you could have a cross-shaped pizza. You could be like, welcome to Cheese's Christ, home of the crucifixion. It's blasphemously delicious. <laughs> you know, like... There's so many marketing opportunities there. <laughs> There's probably so many puns with, with <laughs> toppings, too. Yeah, exactly. Oh, God. I wish I could. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, given time, if I weren't high and drinking, I would come up with better puns. And now I'm just thinking, how do you turn seraphim into a pizza pun? <laughs> uh... <laughs> Huh. Dude, it's rough. It's starting on advance. Don't even waste your time <laughs> with it. Angelic kind of sounds like garlic. I don't know. Uh. Uh. <laughs> uh. Oh my god, you could have like some kind of like a pizza roll thing called the Holy Roller. <laughs> I mean, if you get the whole um, everyone that works there to act mega Italian, you can just go with the whole Vatican theme and you're fine. Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> have, have have the baker be dressed as the Pope. <laughs> and then have uh, wine and tiny little circular breadsticks. <laughs> and the Pope will come out and feed them to you. All right. <laughs> Drink of me for this is my blood. 
which like blood cult really seriously it's like and it's funny too because then you like think about how it really does all trace back to like pagan and like all of these yeah well the only all of these like like, older religions it all goes back to the same shit and it's like so the christians just came in and were like oh we're turning it into a a a religious ceremony of like Mm -hmm. oh you know um it's a it's a it's a right it's a a passage where it's like you, oh you're the, they basically came into the pagan dance hall and said well you're doing this all for Jesus now yeah in order to stay relevant well and I've oh my and God. it's like it's like it's like Christianity as a religion not as it's like base in its text yeah but the way it's operated through history is like the perfect capitalist yeah they've just found whatever is popular and said that is ours too that's us mm-hmm. too. No, that's for Jesus. Mm-hmm. You're doing that? Well, you're doing that for Jesus. Right. So if you can capitalize on whatever's popular and consistently relate it back to yourself, you're always relevant. Yeah. So capitalism and Christianity are like, they're like this. Um, yeah, capitalism, Christianity without <laughs> capitalism would not yeah. come to fruition. <laughs> <laughs> and capitalism without Christianity would not be able to moralize wealth. And demoralize poverty, which is funny and because they say, try if you're to poor, claim, you deserve it. They and try if you're to claim wealthy, the separation of church and state, but there's no, no. such thing. There it's is, on our currency. There, dude, no, in God we trust. It's on our fucking pledge of allegiance. Right. There's so much. It's indoctrinated. It's it's freedom of religion as long as you agree with me. As long as it's our religion. Yeah. As long as as long as your freedoms, you're using them to exercise the same, um, the same practices I approve of. Yeah. Your, your freedom extends as long as far as my approval does. Which is great because I left the church when I was like eight. Yeah. Um, I was raised in um, like, you know, fairly moderate Christianity. Um, later, I found out the church that I went to was listed in a book of churches that abused power, which is great. After I left, we found out the pastor's 20-something-year-old son was having an affair with a 13-year-old girl, which is great not great not great not great that's sarcastic please um so there was a lot of problems in that church it was really fucked up um but when i was around eight i started asking questions that the pastor brought my mother in because it was showing a crisis of faith Mm. um because i was asking questions that he didn't really have answers for um and my mom who was an amazing person who was largely christian for my dad uh said well aren't you the person that's supposed to be able to answer those so he was gonna like spank me because we were one of those church schools that was like you can spank the kids if they're Mm. asking too many questions about jesus why Uh, are you asking all them questions uh, don't you have faith in jesus you need to shut up and have faith and date my son (laughs) no (laughs) but um (laughs) So, um, so my mom was always a great advocate for me as a queer person, as a, you know, lacking a faith person, even though she has faith, she's like, you know, do whatever you want to do. I believe in you. Um, so she, you know, said, if you don't want to go to church, if you don't feel called to go there, you don't have to go. Um, and that just wasn't my thing. So I left church when I was like eight because I was like, there's some really obvious questions that you guys can't answer here, um, that are just tripping me up. And if me at eight can stump you, maybe this isn't the answer to the universe. Right. right. And that's, I've always questioned it too, because my grandma, you know, um, she tried very hard to kind of get our family on board with the whole Christianity thing. Um, and 
none of us really bought it except her like me my my sibling uh and then uh my mom you know we were always kind of like the outcasts on that end Mm -hmm. but my grandma tried very hard like made me go to youth group um sent me on this like men's retreat and i'm like the youngest kid there and i'm just like do you really think this is wise sending me on a men's retreat with a bunch of people i don't know in some random place in the middle of the woods just because they said they love jesus too, right so you don't it's weird the amount that like people of faith um and this isn't unique to christianity but it happens a lot in christianity um believe that if you also claim to be a person of faith you must have good intentions you must be positive you must be trustworthy mm-hmm. so someone you know dressed like me um who i have a degree in education specifically with working with children with disabilities and working with um because i got my major in literary theory and my minor in education with a focus on at-risk students um neurodivergent students disabled mm-hmm. students um you know just the the other category right um because you know just i wanted to help that group um and uh teaching felt like my thing um and uh i I still love teaching but i have vocal modules so i can't do full classrooms anymore yeah um but um i have a full full ass degree from uc davis have worked with kids for like a decade great with kids um have marked improvements in all of my students and yet most parents would rather see their kids with a church-going person they don't know than someone like me. Which I find hilarious. Because I'm like, someone who is basically more fun than you that is, has embraced <laughs> Halloween all year. Um, because I realize that in life you can be anything you want to be, so why the fuck would you ever want to be basic? And if if you would get onto a video game and customize your character to have horns and a cape and fucking pauldrons why wouldn't you take advantage of that in your day-to-day life right like if that's what makes you feel powerful why wouldn't you wear right. what makes you powerful and fun embrace it yeah well like and- just embrace an aesthetic have fun with it yeah. i've never complied to one aesthetic i would go from boho to goth punk very quickly <laughs> throughout high school yeah. it was my shit yeah. um so like because i've never complied with religion i just don't I don't understand why people compare aesthetics to morality. Yeah. Um, which I guess is kind of a nice lead into Viserion. It definitely Because is. a lot of his morality was dependent on his aesthetic. He modeled himself to be look like Jesus. the second coming of Jesus. He literally uh, had like... White Jesus. He made modeled himself to look like white oh, Jesus. Well, Let's of be, course. Right, right, right. Which, right. which modern day white Jesus is an aggregate um, after the council of something with Charlemagne. And not Constantine. Charlemagne. Um, where they had that whole like... Where they decided which books they were keeping in the Bible and basically oh, rewrote right, the Bible. right, 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 right. And Charlemagne was in charge of that. Which just Our proves modern... that the whole book uh, is... Yeah. Are, it's 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 a fiction and honestly if you if you take it as a fiction like Aesop's fables mm-hmm. that has interesting stories that are works of fiction that you can glean some truths from you can learn it's some, just as maybe good as any other religious text the other, yeah. with with pitfalls of texts that don't age well and you know valorizing things that still work so I'm not going to be like you know a book is evil because a book's not evil people no. can be evil it's um, the way people use page. it. It's it the way people twist page. it and use yes. it for their means and their personal. It's how power and corruption gain. work yeah. for personal gain. Exactly, and that's where like evil lies. And I think Viserion 
was was a big part of that. Now, like, so we talked already about the what's it? The Scopsy. Yes. Um, which I'm probably pronouncing wrong. I I mispronounce things on this <laughs> podcast. It's a running theme. I'll sit cool. there and like bounce back and forth and try to figure it out. And then I'm like, fuck it, we're moving see. on. Yeah, the Scopsy. Yeah. Um, so the the Scopsy laid kind of a groundwork for religious Christian fundamentalism yeah. in and you know with some you know interesting spinoffs including castration and all these things um visarian whose real name was sergey yeah was it was sergey Ser- anatolyevich Torop. i wasn't even gonna try that i was like sergey i'm getting I i'm getting better that again sergey anatolyevich Torop. <laughs> i'm getting better with the russian pronunciations i like i said i did the anatoly moskvin one and there was a lot of shit in there yeah and then all the battles. uh red for filth and i did elizabeth bathory and there's a bunch of hungarian lady names bathory is oh lovely oh my god that's a yeah. whole you've already done that so. yeah <laughs> um but oh, yeah. viserion formerly sergey mm-hmm. um uh he claimed to be you know second coming of jesus and low key, like the thing that gave me the most like mental health episode in a country that does not care about mental health vibes is the fact that he wrote fucking 18 volumes of a last testament. Yeah. I was like, you wrote yeah. a whole ass manifesto. <laughs> and everyone's like, yep, yeah, that's Jesus. I'm like, you realize Jesus didn't even write the original yeah, Bible, right? No, exactly. Like, it was written by men but it's like, one of those like the best christians are atheists because they've actually read the bible i'm like none of the bible is written by jesus and all these people are there, like Viserion is the next jesus and he yeah. wrote 18 i'm like jesus didn't write volumes. his own yeah shit like that's already going against like jesus canon himself. yeah we're exactly. going against canon yeah so no yeah but like he wrote fucking 18 volumes of a last testament um, it had like all of like the rules and like the his commandments basically. Yeah, and, and like, the big his... one, the big one that got him in trouble was the medical commandment. Yeah, the the um, so he believed that um, that any medical malady was like a sign of like a lack of faith, a mm-hmm. problem in your like spiritual body and that you needed to pray for it and you were forbidden from seeking medical attention and because of that several adults and children died yeah well and um, that's when they, they started to look into yeah that's what got him little, in, the in trouble because he wrote all these fucking commandments yeah. um it's actually funny so apparently viserion i found the translation of the name yeah it means he who gives new life or life giving so he's really so you know, humble yeah exactly super <laughs> super humble brag he's just like i am giving you all life by killing you and denying <laughs> you medical attention right or or education he cut them off from education yeah which, too, which for a is, while. is a, a huge marker of fascism or abusive relationships on a microcosm fascism mm-hmm. on a macrocosm um they try to like remove you from you, education you or them, anything that if can you question keep them authority. uneducated and isolated you can control and them afraid. 10 times oh yes and, and afraid yeah but you uneducated can control them 10 isolated times and afraid because think i mean like if we give some empathy to the because i think you know again the big part of helping cult followers remove themselves from cults is empathy if we give some empathy to them think about like yourself if you were in a space where you felt you didn't know anything you didn't understand anything. You're cut off from education. You're cut off from any support. You're cut off from anything. Basic and now medical you're, care. And you're afraid. 
Yeah. And there's a person well, because, because he's telling is, you the world's gonna end. Yeah, because like fucking Nibiru. Okay, so <laughs> motherfucker, this is where it gets a little Scientology esque. Uh, it's like, yeah. uh, but not even like as developed as Scientology because it's not like Scientology is great, but like at least it has a through line and a kind of fleshed out. Plot. And I mean, they definitely. Um, this they, motherfucker they was money. like on day X, didn't even plan a day. <laughs> was like, no, I do not commit to my own fraud. Um, on day X. X, um, planet Nibiru will crash into Nibiru. Love that name. <laughs> will crash into our planet, and everything's just gonna die. Planet Zaboomafu will <laughs> crash into our planet, and and we we will all be turned into lemurs. He's just gonna clacker the universe. <laughs> Boy, broke. This didn't pass safety guidelines. Uh, so <laughs> actually, did did you know that before all of his Viserianness? Yeah. Uh, he was actually a, a traffic cop. Oh yeah? Yeah, so he was a traffic cop. I don't even fucking cops abusing power? No. <laughs> no, <laughs> never. Couldn't happen. Only in oh. Russia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, can't say that with a straight face. Um I mean anyway. gay face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's like every time I park in our parking spot because it's like right next to like the the dumpster walled off area and then there's a post right there so it's like kind of hard to get in there and it's like I park and then I get out and I look at my car and I'm like I can never park straight and I go then again not I'm not straight. so why yeah. should I <laughs> whenever anyone's like drive straight I'd be like can't it's always I can only forward. go queerly it, no, forward it's, it's always forward never straight you lose For me, friends it's not that even way. forward it's queerly forward oh nice okay. I can't continue straight I can only continue queerly <laughs> forward. <laughs> Yeah. There's a queer forward direction. We should follow it. <laughs> exactly. Feel like you're not seeing clearly. <laughs> I can see clearly now. The rain is gone. The streets are gone. <laughs> uh, and then another fun fact is so after he was dismissed from the traffic police, Sergey became a regular at a Siberian UFO club and for some time was seeking contact in so called anomalous zones. Gotta love a UFO spotter turned Jesus. Right, yeah. <laughs> but apparently looking for UFOs did not become his idea foo. And apparently that is his French term, the French term for fixed idea. So, I probably mispronounced that so too, we, but deal with it. He didn't fixate on UFOs. He was able to refixate. On Jesus. On, on, be, on being Jesus. Yes. So, and write 18 volumes of a last testament. And no one's like, hey, maybe he needs a therapist. <laughs> Well, actually, I, I like, don't. Nope. I don't even. I don't even know if he needed a therapist because this next part says that Torup turned his attention to methods of exerting psychological influence on people. He attended several courses in Moscow that were popular in the 1990s and delivered his first sermon on air from a small television studio in Siberia. So that actually feeds into a lot of so motherfuckers like stereotypical narcissist most cult leaders are narcissists if Jim you think Jones, you're a god you have a god yeah. complex pretty fucking obvious yeah. um but like so there's this not like idea it's like i don't know there's this whole like thing going around that's like um a lot of narcissistic men uh couples counseling is not helpful for them it only gives them language with which to further oppress their partner. Mm. Kind of like that whole, uh, what's his face motherfucker. That's in all like the super bad and the stoner movies, Jonah Hill. 
who was like all oh, fucked up about his yes. girlfriend. Oh my god, I've so been seeing that. Ollie, all Ollie did over. is go to therapy and learn words like boundaries mm-hmm. and communication mm-hmm. in order but to. It's just... all about respecting his boundaries and. Well, it's all it's all about what she needs boundaries. to do with her body and how she needs to sacrifice her career to make himself for, for comfortable. But he would boundaries. not make similar sacrifices, um, nor nor are those sacrifices really rooted in a healthy relationship. They're rooted mm. in control and a lack of trust. Yeah. So like similar to this motherfucker um he would rather exert control and learn psychological Mm -hmm. words in order to which further manipulate people not with which to better himself yeah so i'm not sure how much therapy is useful to someone who is only seeking to To find the better find the higher footing Mm -hmm. essentially um regardless of who's at the lower footing exactly so you know people that are going to just profit off the moment yeah I, I honestly <laughs> kind of started to have a bad feeling about Jonah Hill when he did that most recent movie where he, like he's, you know, the Jewish guy that's like dating the black chick and like doing the podcast about culture. But he like has this like slicked back grease bag hairstyle. It's the weirdest like, little. He's like, still em- he's like signaling. still embracing that like sleazy fucking like slicked back like. Ugh, look. I I can go back further than that, and I'm not trying to be a hipster about this. My first <laughs> weird feeling about Jonah Hill yeah. wasn't super bad when he made a big joke about a girl getting a teenage girl getting her period on his leg. Oh yeah. And I'm like, I only had a period for like three years. Then I got on Marina because I wanted to fuck without without fucking consequences. Yeah. And periods sucked as a non-binary person. I'm like. This shouldn't happen to my body. I saw an episode of House where this girl was born immune to testosterone and she was really a boy. That's me. No, thank you. Yeah. Um, so, like, but as a person that for, like, a few years went through that, it's kind of a shitty traumatizing moment. Um, and to, like, randomly have a period on a person. Not a joke. It's not comfortable. And if it is a joke, it's not a joke that, like, a white cis man should be making. It's kind of like, Wow. Punching down, bro. That's way to make people feel more dysphoric and uncomfortable yeah. in their own bodies during like the most uncomfortable part of their lives. So like dudes that made like, oh, look at how gross women's bodies are jokes. I was like, oh, you're probably going to be weird later. <laughs> and I was right. Motherfucker's weird. <laughs> I'm just like, All right. like my autistic ass doesn't read faces in the moment. But long term, I get some shit right every now and then. Broken clock. Right twice a day. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so like Viserion was good at like being a mega narcissist, mm-hmm. cutting people off from education, resources, anything that would question his power. Um, and, you know, he learned a lot of that from psychological backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Um, from and, and he used that. I mean, it sucks because I really wish he were more original. Because as I was reading this, I was like, I swear to God, I feel like you followed the blueprint for a typical <laughs> cult. He started embezzling money. He was charging people, what, like 300 ruples or some shit, whatever their money was, um, a month for like like membership and yeah. then asking them for more money. I was like, it's just a Ponzi scheme. Yeah. Not even a Ponzi scheme. It's just an embezzlement scheme. Yeah. Like, you're just scheming well, money off of people that are scared. That's the messed up part is, like, really? when, when certain people started to, like, look at him a little closer, even, like, some of his followers, they would realize that, like, he was very hypocritical because of this whole, oh, you know, you can't seek medical treatment. But then he was using their money to travel to go and get medical treatment. 
Dude. Okay. So, like, like, so, so then I'm going to say number- something a little controversial. It kind of reminds me of Gandhi with his wife. Oh. Have you heard about Gandhi and his wife? Where he was like, it is against our Hindu practices for you to receive treatment for this illness. You need to die from it because it is against our religion for you to yeah, receive but treatment. Then didn't she he dies. Get... He got the exact same illness and then say, said, he got the I am treatment. too important to the people. I need treatment because I'm important. He receives treatment and lives. And I was like, motherfucker, no, not you, Gandhi. I thought you were a good dude. No! <laughs> <laughs> Not it just Gandhi, reminds me man. of the South Park movie when they're going down to hell and you see Gandhi there and he's just <laughs> like, yo, bro, your wife, though. I mean, <laughs> I know none of our heroes are perfect, but like, Ugh. bro, really? You're like, that's your wife. wife. Oh, and then um, he would sleep with underage virgins fully nude multiple what? nights Gandhi? in order to show how pure and chaste he was that he wouldn't even touch these naked young virgins. Uh, so what? like as a demonstration of chastity. And I was like, I'm not like every night, but like frequently. Yeah, but still, I, and I'm like, I don't think that's a demonstration of chastity. I think that's a... I demand to sleep with naked young <laughs> ladies, and none of them will say that I fucked them. <laughs> right. I know this Ask episode isn't talking them. shit Ask about Gandhi, of... but like... I mean... Kill your heroes, man. <laughs> I, seriously, I mean, they always say, don't meet your heroes. I am Satan, but... you heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> so, On yeah. D2D News, Dab to Death Network. <laughs> Gandhi's a bitch. <laughs> It's sexist as oh, hell anyway. um but yeah so most most men in power are sexist and will let you die yeah. uh, is what we're learning <laughs> yeah basically um but I, yeah so so that was his his big thing and he also had a thing where like everyone could only grow eat what was grown on his farm like there was massive like food control and he was like you can't eat food unless it was produced here and like manufactured here and like massive like control over all of that and I'm sure he wasn't holding himself to those same standards. Of course not. No, no. All, all the pictures I ever saw of him, he looks very well fed and in his nice clean mm-hmm. robe and his nice knit manicured little Jesus beard and his right? hair. And he's just like very portraying, like you said, the the white Jesus image. Mm-hmm. And it's like, <clears throat> bro, if your people don't look like that, they're well fed. Your people are not taking care of like, People are literally dying. Like, yeah, I well, mean, without like, some loaves, there was and like fishes, children. Bitch. There was like children that started dying, and then like I think that was like that was 20... the, that was the thing that got him arrested. I think it was only like a few years ago. Yeah, I think it was like 2019, 2018 mm-hmm. or twenty nineteen when the the kids mm-hmm. died, and so then the investigation started. I think he was only like like really arrested and brought in like maybe like three years. Twenty twenty, actually, I think it was twenty twenty exactly. Yeah, um, like three years ago. Yeah, I think it's it's in my notes down the mm-hmm. line here. So um, he was keeping this up for a very long time. Oh, well, yeah, and I saw I saw the video of him getting taken in. And he looked like kind of older. Yeah, because and I was like, he started in shit, the 1990s. Yeah, it started well, yeah, in he's... 1991, and it actually it started before that because at the age of 18, he said, "quote Unless I become world famous, I won't be able to live on this earth." And he wrote this in a letter to home things at 18 years say, old. You know, things totally sane people say. <laughs> I'm totally right. a sane person. I just, unless I'm sane, unless I'm famous, I can't be alive here. So. Well, and it's, but it is easy to see why popularity did kind of seek him out because against the backdrop of economic collapse, the disintegration of the USSR, eh, USSR mm-hmm. broken hopes and discredited values, the ideas of the 30 year old Jesus about universal happiness in the remote taiga and the approaching end of the world found their audience. Well, yeah, especially since Russia had they had this united one russia like idea 
Um, and they're rapidly losing countries. Ukraine is leaving mm -hmm. and like multiple other territories are like, just like, hey, we want freedom. We want space. Now they're actively trying to annex Ukraine back because they're like, we need this united one Russia right. policy. And, you know, using whatever excuse, gaslighting, projecting, saying that other people are attacking them when they're the ones being attacked. Like, you know, the reverse reverse victim and offender policy. Mm -hmm. um, so they're actively trying to, like, reunite this one Russia when they've had, you know, economic problems, um, people starving. They're looking for an answer in anybody. And then we have a second coming of Jesus that says as long as you pay, you know, 400 ruples a month, you have salvation with me. You have safety, you have freedom. And, you know, when you're afraid, when you're uneducated, when you're backed into a corner, you'll take any ladder you're mm -hmm. given. Exactly. So, you know, that's how most cults form is taking advantage of, of people that need an answer. Mm -hmm. um, and most answers aren't easy. They're really rough and really complicated. Um, but Jesus is an already is an archetype that we've established within our culture that establishes easy answers as opposed to delving deeper into scientific, into, you know, psychological, into like all different branches of study. Um, those complicated answers that actually yield results. Yeah. One well, that's honestly always been kind of my one of my biggest issues with like especially Christianity and like Catholicism where it's like, Oh, you can go to confessional and just be like, I'm Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I was a piece of shit, but like, I'm going to tell you about it and I'm forgiven. Well, and, and I can, you can say you, sorry to a person behind. Yeah. You can say you're sorry to a person behind a wall and never actually make a mess. Any the accountability. You so you can hurt people left and right. As long as you're sorry to Jesus, it doesn't matter if you're sorry right. to them. Because you're us versus them, and the them probably deserves it. As long as you feel bad about it to Jesus, you're a good person, and they're still them. It's like religious classism. Mm -hmm. Establishing an us versus them mentality is the quickest way to establish cohesion in an uneducated populace. So, like, I mean, just saying, like, they want to hurt us because we are who we are. I mean, like America does it, Christianity does it, Catholicism does it, a lot of countries do it, um, cults do it. Mm -hmm. A lot of places establish the us versus them mentality. So I, I like to encourage people whenever they feel that there is an us versus them to like deconstruct that and be like, okay, who's benefiting right. from the Question, us versus why them? Why is there this us versus Why is them? there an us versus them? Now, in, I'm not going to say there isn't an us versus them in some in some aspects. There are major transphobes that want me dead because i've cut my titties off it's i'm like it's not like it, whereas if i told them i had cancer and i was gonna die they'd be like oh you poor thing right but you're now, so brave you're so brave but i can just yeah. tell them hey i feel better without breasts i never wanted them i wish my body didn't have them and i don't really feel connected to femininity mm -hmm. and now i'm going to hell right so i'm like okay I don't think the government is invested in an us versus them against Christianity. I think Christianity is invested in creating an us versus them. And I would, I would encourage people who are afraid of trans people who are afraid of gay people to really figure out who's benefiting from them hating someone they don't know, who yeah. just happens to be really good at making costumes. <laughs> um, like it's ain't that serious. I just decided that I didn't want to stop playing dress up. <laughs> that's it it's not right. that serious um uh so like yeah just investigate the us versus them dichotomies um because they 
those dichotomies benefit the Viserians. Mm-hmm. They benefit the the people who are trying to to get something out of you based on your fear and your lack of education. Mm-hmm. So uh, embrace education and try to like not be afraid of shit just because it's different. Um, and you inevitably have at least more fun experiences, more educated experiences. You don't need to like totally do away with everything you know, but you can at least know more things. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I was... I was happy to see that Viserion was like arrested and shit, and but it's weird to know that the the city of the sun is still maintaining. Yes, um, it's yeah, still active. Actually, yeah. There's um, still people fact, there. It's an active community. Um, they did pull back on the medical. Um, uh, what's it? Um, the, the commandment. Yeah. Well, and like um, that actually did happen while Viserion was still there, and I think that might have been more of like a means... pressure kind of thing. Well, yeah, because like there was a lot of pressure starting to build on them at the time, and actually the uh, the KSB, which is kind of like you know the the more modern KGB, it's like mm-hmm. the 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 state bureau basically. You know, mm-hmm. um, they assigned uh, a case manager to the commune pretty much from day one. And I, there was actually a guy, uh, I think his name was Rednick. Good and, old communism, man. Yeah, there was a guy named Rednick. <laughs> he was basically like the social media manager for the commune <laughs> for the, the Church of the Last Testament. He was responsible for their Facebook page and like, you know, this, that, and the other. Bro, if I had a state appointment appointed <laughs> Facebook page manager, bitches couldn't stop me. I don't care if they're Russian. Run my Facebook page. Shit's exhausting. <laughs> I don't want to post shit. I just want to make horns. Um, right. But then, <laughs> yeah. uh, so he did start to loosen up eventually. And I do think that this was more of a ploy, like, like we mentioned, due to the pressure, but also to try and lure more people in. Yeah. Because well, eventually it's cult. just like, if, you, if it's too tight of a net, you start like losing people. Exactly. A broader net they try to like, try fish. to squeeze out of the net. They're like, no, I don't want this. I don't want this. This makes me uncomfortable. We're starting to hit hard limits. Yeah. But if you start to, and that's the funny thing is when I was, when I was a kindergarten teacher, um, <laughs> one of the, some advice my mom gave me, who was a preschool teacher, um, uh, she said, she pointed me in the direction of some studies that had been done showing that teachers had tried starting out the year very strict and then loosening up or starting out very loose and then getting stricter. They found most students liked the teachers and found them to be fun teachers when they started strict and loosened up. Whereas if they started loose and gained more rules, they hated the teacher by the end. They didn't respect the rules and they thought the teacher was uh, like vindictive. Like it was a personal thing. Yeah. So um, in general, you do a better job as an authority figure. If you start out with a strict set of rules and people really want to impress you. And yeah. then once you. Or at least respect you enough to listen impress, to what you're telling respect, them. Prove that they're the uh, best. Be this, the best this little actually, boy. <laughs> this like, actually makes me think of uh, uh, when I was in high school. And this story's not yeah. going to make me look the greatest. But this was back in my high school days when I lived in Fairfield. And we had a math teacher who on the very first day of school made the mistake of telling the entire class. And this is like I said, Fairfield where they don't really give a shit too much about the rules. And he told him on day one, he was just like, um, yeah, this is my first day teaching high school. 
Uh, I usually teach college classes, this, that, and the other. And like, he didn't really lay down any kind of authority or groundwork for anything. A class and a high school class are very different. Classes. Drastically different. One is paying to be there. One is forced to be yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. These are different yeah. audiences. Um, so needless to say, the class terror- from terrorized, terrorized the hell out of him. Yep. Um, we... I was substitute for 10 years. I get it. I get <laughs> it get it we i think one time we went in before he got in there and with permanent markers we drew a bunch of like pentagrams and upside down crosses and stuff on his dicks. on his I was whiteboard dicks. no just a bunch of pentagrams and upside good down for you little satanist yeah not just dicks. yeah no being creative uh and so he walks in he's like oh this is very funny and he thinks it's dry erase and he goes to erase it and nothing's erasing and he's all you had to do was write over it with a dry erase marker and then it would erase that's how you oh, get permanent yeah. marker off a dry erase cord huh what happens Fun fact. That's, that's what happens when you get a beginning teacher <laughs> yeah i started um my first uh district was twin rivers unified which is up in natomas so my first classes were like k through third um like natomas kids and i was beat up by a kindergartner on my third day <laughs> i'm not even, this kid attacked my legs i left with 12 bruises it's like a chihuahua me. it just goes for the ankles motherfucker was pissed <laughs> And it was all because, like, I, like I, like he had to have some kind of like un, undiagnosed IEP that I wasn't aware of that wasn't mm-hmm. included in the teaching files. Um, but a kid picked up a counter, like one of those little foam counters that was like yellow on one side and red on the other that they use for counting tens groups and stuff. Mm-hmm. She picked it up and starts playing with it, and he decides he wants it, so he tackles her and starts ripping her hand open, and she grips it tight, like, no, it's mine. And he's like ripping into her nails. And I'm like, oh no. Bro, you're going to injure this kid. So I'm like, hey, no, no, no. So I like kind of not pull him off, but like, you know, pull him off as gently as I can. Like, no, thank you. He just starts punching the shit out of me. And I was like, I'm going to need you to sit outside. And I guide him to sit outside. And then I call the front office. Later that night, I found out I had like 12 bruises between thigh and ankle. Kid was pissed and having a bat did not like me at all <laughs> and i was like you know he probably had something undiagnosed and like i'm a new person yeah. it's new order of operations this is stressful for you i don't like change yeah i'm like maybe you yeah. should be in like a neighbor class with a teacher that you're more used to because while i support you you don't know me and i'm a stranger yeah i get that yeah. so something is rough i don't know how we got on this topic <laughs> Um, <laughs> I, I, actually, I don't remember either. Um, I blame but, the dabs, yeah, and so, the vodka, yeah, dabs and vodka. It's a great combination. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, like we had mentioned, uh, salvation was basically his key idea, his key concept is he would like predict the dangled carrot. This, like, yeah, he would predict this apocalypse, and then when that date came and nothing happened, day X, he, he would never literally committed to a well, day. No, he would just like X. he would just like, you know, like they would like the day would come and he'd be like, oh, I never really promised you anything. I just like I just warned like, you I, that I was thinking this the, day might but, be big, but like but there's still something day. coming. It, it's like the dragons in the Game dragons, of Thrones. I was just about to say the dragons in Game of Thrones. <laughs> They're coming. They're it's coming. Gonna be great. They're going to be the best dragons. <laughs> it was just, it's that consistent dangled carrot, which yeah. is realistically how heaven operates within Christianity. Mm, mm-hmm. It's a consistent dangled carrot that never needs to be delivered on, that you always need to earn, but you never really have to cash in on. Mm-hmm. Because the cashing in happens when there's no room for consequence or changing your mind. Yeah. So he was just trying to essentially 
recreate the dangled carrot but but he gave it too much concrete yeah he yeah i mean well he was also an abusive narcissist let's not put that aside but um if you're going to be an abusive narcissist and you want to create a religion you kind of have to like i don't know clean up your edges you can't be like planet nibiru is going to crash any day now because <laughs> man that's gonna Check's going to come up to at some gonna, point. It's going to get old, too, eventually, because people yeah. are gonna be like, so it just keeps getting pushed back. Like, Yeah, it needs to be a consistent like, thing. And the thing with Christianity is the reward comes upon death. So death is a known endpoint. Yeah. Um, and it's also an endpoint that cannot be negotiated. Planet Nibiru and Day X are things that can be negotiated forward and backward. Therefore, it, it lends doubt to your religion. Yeah. If you want to create a religion, it needs to be something past doubt. Something therefore, solid. past um, uh, verification. It needs to be past any method of verification. Yeah. Which is not great. Like, yeah. I mean, if you look at cults long enough, you're like, okay, your problem is you got way too into your own fan fiction. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and like most cults, in August of 1999, he gave the sermon he called... I want to show you how to love in a beautiful way. In it, he asserted that a man can have as many wives as he wants, quote, for the sake of the submissiveness of women. From that moment, love triangles began to appear in the commune and men were allowed to change their wives. Some families could not bear this kind of psychological onslaught and fell apart. Then, Viserion himself parted from his wife and took a new wife, a 16-year-old girl, who had been living with him since she was seven years old. It always gets groomy, pedophilic, and weirdly uh, sexual uh, and misogynistic. Every time. Every- it, like, like I was saying earlier, like, I wish you were original. Like, like yeah. I wish if you were going to fuck around with shit. Can you do it in an original way? If like, if you think you're the second coming of Jesus, maybe it's not so you can plow 16 year old poon. Like what the fuck? Yeah, no. Like even if you try to like really convert the gospel of Mary Magdalene, it, that is not what Jesus's <laughs> message was. It, it really perverts the term. Come to me, my child. <laughs> like, <laughs> come, on, come on to me, my children. Oh God, no. Witness my many graces. Uh, <laughs> It's uh, so cringy. Uh, it's so gross. Um, I yeah. hate it. Yeah, but these he yeah. was really sexually abusive with a lot of people, and a lot of cults devolve into sexual abuse, especially of minors, especially of minor females. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and unfortunately, a lot of Christianity has a lot of inbred misogyny into it that lends itself really easily to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so he definitely took advantage of that. Yeah. And was like, hey, let's, I wonder how many wives I can grow. <laughs> I want a harem. I want a harem and I want them to be all <laughs> farm to table. <laughs> Would like to raise them in my own image oh, no. and then defile my own image uh, <laughs> as only Jesus can. Yeah. And, and then I'm Satan. <laughs> And then towards the end, he got super lazy. Like he used to address his so he, did, he, he never really he spoke, got comfortable. He didn't speak often. Like he used to address his followers like once a month. He was he was really into like th- this. Where a part of me thinks like mental breakdown or the fucking Havana syndrome, the Masonic weapons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, We're looking at like, you, I'm like, Russia. 
fucking Russia, making people crazy. Because they did experiment on their own people before they launched publicly. They didn't even like experiment on POWs. They were like, fuck you, our own people. There's disabled people and people we don't like and gay people. Fuck them. Let's experiment on them. Um, So, um, oh, fuck, I forgot what I was saying. He just he just got lazy because like he oh just, yeah. yeah so he just he got really really and at the beginning I was like okay you're clearly invested in your like narcissistic possibly bipolar or schizophrenic like delusion of grandeur and toward the end I feel like he's like he's not even down. into it he's like bored with his own delusions yeah and he's like whatever I'm comfortable yeah well because- which kind of feeds into the nature nurture model of mental health yeah because once all of his needs were cared for. And he was no longer feeling he was needing to operate to survive. Suddenly he's very comfortable and manageable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as long as everyone is catering to all of his needs. True. Because he literally started he like meds. Not he him. literally st- <laughs> he literally started speaking every four months and he would literally say the same thing every time. He would just kind of come out, wave his arms and be like, the end is coming someday. See you in four months. <laughs> And then just like walk out. It just kind of like reminds me of like I am God. He's he's like he's like the dude. He's like Lebowski. He just kind of (laughs) comes out in his bathrobe and he's just like with a fucking white Russian in his hand and he's just like comrades. uh, The world is coming to an end uh, someday. Uh, Comrades, you will see you in four months. At some point, some way, somehow. Now, give me your children. (laughs) (laughs) Like. Gross uh, motherfucker. Like yeah, it just, they're it, all just it, gross it, it gets, old dudes. And I'm so like bad, yeah. And a lot of I mean, a lot of this like obsession with like virginal children, it's so gross. I feel like it like all leads back to this like Christian obsession of like original sin and not needing to fall into from innocence into experience. And I'm like, bro, innocent people are dumb. Experienced people are dope. Like, right. why, I'm sorry, if I'm if I'm on a job site, I don't want an inexperienced that's, innocent person. Okay, that's the whole thing with if like I'm the 72 bed, virgins for the innocent. bombers, like the suicide bombers, when they're like, I get 72 virgins. And it's like, okay, but why? Why do you want 72 virgins? Okay, but also, if you have 72 virgins, they never, rec- they never mention the sex. True. It might just be it's a bunch of nerdy guys playing fucking, Dungeons and that's Dragons. That's what I was saying. Might be a like, bunch of like D&D. There was a whole Family Guy episode where they had like, th- yeah. yeah, where they just like died and it's just a bunch of like D&D dudes. And I'm yeah. like, like, like virgin, virgin denotes the fact that there have been no other sexual conquest of said whole. Because any hole can be virginal. Um, the Grand Canyon could be virginal, but I feel like you might have jerked off into that. Side note. Um, <laughs> but, um, like, but that, okay, so, like, no one's been in there, like, I feel like if you're, if you're in any hole and no one's been in there, that just denotes a lack of safety and experience. <laughs> and if I'm in a hole, I want to know it's safe. <laughs> I don't care if I'm spelunking or what. I just want to know it's cared for and people know what the dangers are when I'm going in. <laughs> it's charted territory. There's cleanliness. Maybe. There's yeah. scaffolding. There's there is an exit strategy should things go down the wrong way. You know, you get in there and there's somebody going, so your emergency exits are located to the left and to the right. There is a cushion under your fucking seat and a mask will drop down from above. Why would you not want experience? <laughs> I just, I don't get it. I, I don't get why anyone would want a virgin over like an experienced prostitute. <laughs> like, bitch knows her way around a genitalia. 
like good for that human being <laughs> uh, i i don't get it i don't yeah. know um so basically once they started to get really seriously investigated uh the fsb started to like pass information through the forestry service to them because okay so basically, they had their own like yeah they were like logging they were like out like, in the middle of nowhere and fully self-sufficient they for were a while. Well, and what they would so also hard do to get in. what they would also do is they would like they would fell these like premium trees that were in their area and then they would take them and sell them to these wealthy influential people and like help them build their nice houses. It's like the Amish so with then, the fake fireplace. Yeah, so exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's a weird connection, but like any self-sufficient community is gonna need an export. Right. So they had so really good trees. That's what they were doing, is they had really good trees. Bitches was selling tree. This hippie huh. Jesus huh. was selling tree. Huh. Acting like you know, people go to people used to go to prison for that here, Uh, right? (laughs) People are still in prison for that here. Yeah, what the hell, right? Um, But so basically, the the what they were saying is that this is it. Your cover's gone up in smoke. Your uh, your protection is gone, Mm -hmm. and everybody starts going, "Wait, what protection?" Right, and so then they start looking into like, well, why are these investigations happening now? Government protected Christian-based organizations for a while. So basically, the protection (laughs) the commune may have previously enjoyed came. The end of the protection came along with the the resignation and arrest of regional forestry minister Dmitry Mosladulov. That was a fucking good one. that friends in high places, like trees. And so basically, this <laughs> led some people to believe that there were financial motivations behind the sudden interest in the commune. Oh, no. The cult that was embezzling money from people might have been paying someone off. No. 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 They were Jesus. It was people. just the trees, man. <laughs> We're just talking to a tree and praying to God. Um, so basically what happened is over the years, the area had become the center of a premier timber felling industry in Russia. Which is funny because Russia's main export is gas, not timber. So I think like, I think this is mainly exporting it to other parts of Russia yeah, yeah, for no, the no, building. No, no. Yeah, timber is is yeah. good within Russia, but, like, but I, yeah, I don't think they're. Like I'm like, wow, they found hours. their niche. I yeah. mean, it's not like they could afford to like um, mine gasoline. But like, basically, the Vasarianites were frack it, frack it. Yeah, just frack it, frack the hell. <laughs> but basically, the Vasarianites were starting to kind of claim that they were being pushed out of business. You know, and that's why the investigations happened. Capitalism had nothing, again. I mean, capitalism again, but Follow it also had nothing to do time. with the, you know, the sexual stuff. Yeah, they're like, we don't care the... that you're abusing young children. <laughs> we don't care that people are dying. But the logging industry. David, Where would we be David without Koresh, our wood? David Koresh and Waco. We don't care that you're doing all of this other shit, but the second you're talking about like, oh, well, maybe we don't want to be a part of America. We want to secede and do our own thing. They're like, whoa, 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 whoa. The moment you fuck with their infrastructure, most people, most countries don't care about their individual people because people are recyclable, changeable. Mm -hmm. They have millions of people, Mm -hmm. but their infrastructure, which cares for millions of people or thousands of people or hundreds of people, whatever, is harder to replace than a person. So, like, the moment you fuck with their infrastructure, with their taxes, with their with their hierarchy in any sort of way, they're like, yeah, that's not going to happen. Like, yeah. fuck as many kids as you want, but pay your taxes and and comply with local labor codes. Right. Like, really? That's your values? Okay. That's where your priorities are at. Got right? it. Got it. I feel like big government is concerned with 
like taxation and like company codes. They don't give a shit about individuals. Small government could be considered concerned by individuals, but we have lobbying, which just makes small government concerned about large government issues again. So now we have advocacy groups, which are taking the place of what small government should be doing. I'm just going to get into political rants. <laughs> what happens right. when I'm on my fourth double vodka cranberry? <laughs> so basically where we end up at is that on September 22nd, 2020. So yeah, fairly mm-hmm. recently. Yeah, it was only three years ago. Russian authorities arrested. Not even three years ago. It's not even September oh, yet. Oh shit, you're right. It's almost three years. Almost three years. Yeah. So Russian authorities arrested Viserion on charges of running an illegal religious organization mm-hmm possible physical harm to others and extortion which is ironic because technically russia had recognized the church of the last testament as a religious organization previously so once it's recognized as a religious organization donations are supposed to be allowed and donations don't tend to have large limits but once it becomes an enemy of the state suddenly it's prone to regulation Mm -hmm. exactly so he was apprehended by the fsb and oh wait Two other the rest leaders. of the charges. Two other people yeah, were apprehended with there was, him. There was more charges. I could not pronounce their names. but uh, The other two charges two were people. possible physical harm to others and extortion. Yes. So, he was apprehended by the FSB and Russian police and taken to Novosibirsk Central District Court along with two assistants, Vadim Redkin, which was the social mm-hmm. media manager, and Vladimir Ved- Vedernikov. Double V, man. Right, VV. I think he was like a finance guy. Probably. Sounds like a money guy. The money guy's going to go down. Hey, Vladimir, bring the suitcase. Vladimir, give me the money. Bring the suitcase. Bring the suitcase, Vladimir. With with the little head nod. So after the arrest, the public prosecutor's office demanded that the Church of the Last Testament religious organization, which had a membership of around 4,500 people at the last count, should be banned. It is now up to the courts to rule on the matter. Mm-hmm. But so it's not been officially banned yet. Right? No. And yeah. basically because the city of the sun is still an active settlement exactly. with functioning. They've actually branched out and, and had like different settlements. Yeah, and, and they're trying to get more socially acceptable yeah. so that well, they're like, they're that's... an they're an ecological commune now is what yes. they're they're toting. Without without the the problem person. Yes. Jesus has been done away. Yeah. Yeah. Without Jesus, we can function as a perfect functioning society. I mean, are we wrong? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but basically what's going on now is that Viserion is just sitting in fucking prison with no trial date set. And this is almost three years later. He's still just sitting. There. Yeah. Which they've done interviews with a lot of his followers who still very much believe that he's the second coming of Jesus. And the fact that he's in prison is only re solidifying. Their yeah. Belief. It's only solidified their belief because Jesus he... was persecuted. Yeah. As well. He was persecuted. He was in prison before he was eventually put to death. So honestly, for their faith, the best thing that could happen would be for him to be executed. Mm-hmm. He'd be either, a martyr. Yeah. Either he is. Which is what I'm thinking he's hoping and for. allowed to keep you know harming people or he's put to death by the state and he really was the second coming of jesus and he has solidified his religion Mm -hmm. either way it's a win-win for him in 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 that he wants to you know subjugate and fuck up people yeah i don't know how you're gonna win when you're dead but like (laughs) well objectives if or when he does go to trial he might be in trouble since they also found rifles and ammo caches on site 
Besides this, there are the additional and predictable rumors of incest, pedophilia, murder, sex rights, property property fraud, and so on. If convicted, this kind of seems like a light sentence to me, though. It says, if convicted, Viserion, self-proclaimed Jesus, cult leader, and former traffic cop, Sergei Torup, could face up to 12 years in prison. I'm honestly not surprised at the level, because you have to look at uh, Russian values. Russian values are heavily Christian values, so persecuting a modern-day Jesus is not going to read well politically. Mm. Additionally, they're really more concerned with homophobia and international threats. Um, so they want to be majorly homophobic. They want, And that motherfucker was homophobic. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, they're like, oh, you don't like gay people, too? Oh, you don't like foreign governments, too? Mm. You're similarly fascist yeah. and support some level of authoritarianism? you're not my biggest threat. Yeah. You're not my biggest issue. So I, I get why the Russian government isn't making them him like public enemy. Number one, exa- especially because at the height of, you know, his government, he had like, or his religion, he has a million, almost a million followers. So like, it's kind of like our government trying to prosecute Trump right now. Mm. After having that many followers, it's not that he doesn't oh. need to prosecute. He fucking does. Oh yeah. Yeah. But how many people are going? But how many people are going to fucking come for you once you try to prosecute their personal Jesus, mm-hmm. regardless of how fraudulent and abusive and narcissistic and you know megalomaniac, me- megalomaniacal? I don't, I don't know how to make that. A- megalomaniacal megalomaniacal yes megalomaniacal he is regardless of those things they're still going to come and defend that person because they have a lack of access to education support and a heightened access to fear Mm -hmm. so you know so it's a cult yeah it's a cult (laughs) it's a cult of personality Uh, i love that based on his entire (laughs) yep based on his entire personality yeah so um yeah Viserion is running his own cult we have very various cults of various degrees um i'm glad that he's getting persecuted catholicism christianity republicanism conservatism (laughs) realistically some to some degree heterosexuality (laughs) i'm every everything is indoctrinated Uh, think about it facts (laughs) so yeah just um i had this uh teacher back in high school he was this like major hippie that loved gandhi um (laughs) regardless of the fact that gandhi killed his wife um but he was big on like don't believe everything you think think about everything you believe yeah and that that like i took a lot with me so like if you're afraid of something and you don't know why think about it and if you don't know, if you don't have enough education behind a thing and you go, well, I'm afraid of this because of this, but I don't necessarily know all the details behind it. We'll look into the details. Maybe yeah. you've been lied to. Maybe e- something. Educate wrong. yourself. If nobody's willing yes. to educate you, educate yourself, question things. And that's mm-hmm. why me and my grandma stopped getting along because she tried to push religion on me mm-hmm. and I started questioning things. And then mm-hmm. it was just, we just constantly butted heads. Mm-hmm. Like I was supposed to, in seventh grade, we did a homeschool charter school combination where it was like three days a week. I would go to the charter school and then the rest of the week I would be at home. So it's only two days at home, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, it might've been flipped around. I don't know, mm-hmm. but whatever. So 
we did that for one year and then me and my grandma got into it so many times because mm-hmm. I started, I was almost 13 and I started to question things and get a little older. Develop your own independence. Yeah, exactly. Start to like have an identity and start to figure things out on my own. And then so like she didn't like that. Um, so then she sent me back to public school <laughs> and then uh, kept schooling my sister for the next year and then that didn't go well because yeah lots of things lots of reasons but like people develop their own personalities and their own religious indoctrination just never ends well well and when when you approach parenting with the same sort of authoritarianism that you approach religion it's not going to end well yeah because the the process of parenting is helping an individual become themselves and the process of religion and authoritarianism is creating a person in your own image. And um, the more you try to create someone in your own image, the more they will rebel. Yeah. <clears throat> Which is honestly why I like to say that I've never rebelled against my mom, but I rebelled against my dad all the time <laughs> because my dad had rules. Yeah. My mom's rule was, please talk to me about anything you need help with. Uh, please be open with me and if you if you ever need anything please talk to me because i want to support you and it's hard to not comply with that my dad's rule was don't dye your hair and don't be gay Uh. my natural hair color is brown and i'm married to another female (laughs) (laughs) suck my dick (laughs) and not saying like that's his thing when i was my mom told me when i was three i asked her if i could marry a princess and if that was allowed yeah so it's not like i since been gay since i knew what gay was since before i knew what gay was i get that yeah um but like the more you try to control a person the less they will comply with that and the more they will demand to be themselves or the more they will crumble and not become a viable human being because a lot of people do you know unalive themselves and become very depressed or very aggressive or very angry people um because they don't um, they've been forced to become something someone else wanted them to be instead of whatever's comfortable for them. Yeah. So fuck a cult, listen to Satan, get educated. Yeah. Um, yeah. I um, mean, other than that, that was uh, pretty much all I had as far as Viserion goes. Yeah. We're that's just kind of waiting to I hear, had. we're just kind of um, waiting to hear what happens with them. Yeah. We're kind of, it's, it's one of those fun, lovely modern cults that yeah. is, not super original but no. we're we're dealing with a very authoritarian right-leaning christian state so it would kind of be like if we had like we we have a kind of similar setup here i mean we we do have much more gay rights here than we than russia has at least in california um, yeah. <laughs> to not go to florida anytime soon well and um fucking go back to the the red for filth episode and i'll you can hear the list of <laughs> anti-drag and anti oh yeah the fact that i would be a felon in tennessee yeah yeah love that like, love wow, that for okay. me i mean why are you obsessed with me oh my god <laughs> you like made a whole law about me like i feel like <laughs> oh we're like god. in-laws it's serious <laughs> you're like stalking me <laughs> um but uh yeah no so there's there's a lot of homophobia and transphobia yeah. here we don't have um essentially murder gangs that are government sanctioned to kill gay people that... which is kind of what they have in russia and That's um a plus. it's illegal to wear a rainbow in russia and there were people that got together in um during there was like a soccer like playoff thing. I'm, I'm so not a sports gay, guys. Um, 
there was like some soccer playoff or something that happened in Russia. Um, and people wore jerseys in all different colors. And people with re- a person with a red, orange, yellow, green, blue, and purple decided to all meet up and take a picture together in front uh-huh. of the Russian capital and then disperse. Because that was the only way they could get a rainbow in front of like a Russian place because yeah. it would they'd be arrested. Um, and then even after the photo went around, the Russian government was like trying to, to arrest, arrest them. them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot of but like imagine if we had a similar sort of cult or something that arose in America, a cult that said we respect our troops and respect our cops and and lick their boots and and we don't like gay people. And and by the way, our leader looks and acts like white Jesus. And we need to respect. How well would it go if we had a President Joe Biden or whoever the next Democratic or even Republican, Republican might even be a harder iteration of our leadership, how well would it go that person persecuting that person in our current over-radicalized, hyper-extremist society, possibly triggered by sonic weapons from Russia and Havana Syndrome? Russia. Remember that. Um, how well would it go to persecute a religious figure searing into hard right ideology linking to fascist depression? How well would it go bringing that person in for prosecution? How easy would it be? Even, as a Democrat, it might even be easier. As a Republican, you would get impeached. You're, you're, you're arresting Jesus? Oh God! Yeah, no. I feel like even Trump couldn't get away with arresting Jesus unless he was like, "No, I'm the real Jesus," <laughs> and that's a whole other shit can. With his little baby hands. So He's like, like, no, oh, I am the real Jesus. I am, I am the real Jesus, guys. <laughs> you don't even understand. I just my like my following stars. is huge. I, I have a huge like following. Stars and. <laughs> That's when Jesus is <laughs> the worst. Um, but like uh, a lot of a lot of modern day politics, because of how media works, media is supposed to be the 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 fourth arm of our legislative branch. We'll have or of our government. We're supposed to have legislative, judicial, um, executive, and media. The invisible fourth arm that's supposed to keep us educated. Unfortunately, our media has like skews left leaning, right leaning, lobbyist leaning, whatever. Um, so now a lot of our government is more about aesthetics and optics than it is about actual policy. Um, so we could have a great policy. And I learned this back in like high school. I had a government teacher named Mr. Pitty. Um, and we all had to essentially run for president. And uh, we, we grouped up and we had to pick a person to be the group's leader. I was the leader. Um, back then I had ass and legs for days. And I did not understand that sexualizing a child was weird because I was like 16. And I was like, I want this song with this badass, like, background. I think it was like American Woman or some shit, which is highly sexual. And I was wearing like a pencil <coughs> skirt and a vest and a short sleeve button up with like pictures of me walking to like American Woman. Looked like I was about to open a strip club. Like, <laughs> as an adult, I'm like, that is so uncomfortable. I was like 16 gross i like self-sexualized to try to be a president of a fictitious america oh Uh, it's so weird um but i i like was the face and we like made this whole like video and everything and we wrote policy um and we did a vote and i lost by a landslide like i think i got like one vote in the whole class because we weren't allowed to vote for ourselves and like of the whole class, one person voted for me. When it came to policy, I won by a landslide. 
landslide. Everyone voted for me. Like hmm. a good over 50% of the class was like, this policy is what I want. And so at 16 years old, I was held up for, this is a person that's clearly hated, but they're smart guys. <laughs> Why do you hate this person? They're so smart. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this will do great for my self-confidence. <laughs> I'm not going to chase approval for years. <laughs> but like, I, I also learned like really early on that like, it doesn't really matter what you believe or what you think. It matters how you present. Yeah. So it also goes back to like, you know, parents that would rather get taught by Christians who are known pedophiles than someone that dresses up like Satan and has a degree. Mm -hmm. It's all about how you present. So if you are acknowledging a counterculture and acknowledging an alternate narrative, you're not going to be as approved and accepted at all. At all. Um, whereas if you are an insane person that can write 18 fucking testaments and of like insanity and saying, hey, maybe don't let your kids live, but you dress yourself up to look like a savior. Everyone else. And then it. marry a 16 year old. And then marry a 16 year old. That's fine. You can do that. Because you look like Jesus. You don't look like Satan. <laughs> and I am i can trust my eyes, can't I? <laughs> Not weird. People so, are fucking crazy. Yeah, it's so ass backwards. It is. Back ass word. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that is a good place to end it. It is. Thanks um, for having me. This thank you very fun. much for coming out. And thank yeah. you for coming out in full face. It's been fun. Yeah. I feel like my eyes water instead of turning red. <laughs> Is I start laughing and it's like, bah. well, not even sad. I just am like watery eyed. Um, uh, so would you like to plug any of your socials or any upcoming oh, events? Yeah. Um, if you want to follow me on social media, my Instagram is sir period vix period official s i r period v i x period official. I'm not spelling that right now. Yeah, it's, uh, it's official, guys. <laughs> just like know. the regular spelling with like a c. Um. And uh, I have a lot of shows coming up in August. I'm going to be in San Francisco. Um, I'm going to be in Chico. I'm going to be in Modesto. Red Fulfill's birthday show yeah. is coming up. So I'm going to be in that. That's going to be fun. Um, but yeah, just follow me on Instagram. And I tend to post a lot of my social media stats and flyers and all that fun stuff. There you go. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me. It's been fun. Yeah, thank you. It's been great. Other than that, if you have any feedback on this or any other episode, you can just send it in to feedback at dabtodeath.com. Unless you just want to send me a message on any of the socials, then you can send it to at dabtodeath. Unless you really didn't like it, and then I'm going to need you to like write that on a piece of paper, and, like roll it up real tight, <laughs> and then shove it somewhere where I can't see it. Thanks. Exactly. <laughs> um, unless you're on Instagram, then it's at podcast. Oh, yeah. Send them shit. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> uh, other than that, uh, tune in next week for, I want to say, the Killer Parents episode. Um, yeah, all about parents that decided to unalive their children. You know, as you do. Yeah, well, I, I kind of, it's like a bit of a running theme because I did Casey Anthony mm -hmm. um, because she came out with her little documentary about like, oh my God, my opinion. And like, let's monetize. Let's cry because I cry. Better. And like, it's just, it's like <laughs> fucked up because like the stack of photos and pictures, she's like, I go through these every day. I'm like, those look brand new. 
You're like, uh, none of those corners are doggy. Yeah. Bitch. And then like she had all you these DVDs that. that had like files and photos on them. She's like, I look at these every day, too. And I'm like, you burned those yesterday at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> like it's clearly. Staged. Yeah, they're brand new. They're so, yeah. It's so, so weird. Like the you can tell a parent that is like clearly had to do with their kid's death because it's so staged. Yeah. So yeah. staged. But yeah. Um, other than that, be careful out there. You never know when you may get dabbed to death.